Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. We're the Gambling Men. That's right. It is the 31st of March, 2019. We're gambling, we're reading books, we're drinking beers, and we're having fun. We're I'm having fun. Yeah, let's do it. That's fun. The music. Welcome to Craft Comics. Uh, hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Dan, hi. Hi, Jared. How, how you doing? It's been a while. Oh, man. It's been so long. I've, I haven't seen too much of you this weekend at all. Not enough. No. Not no, enough. Never. Welcome to Craft Comics, the weekly craft comic book <laughs> cast. <laughs> cast, where we review comic books, drink beers, and I don't know. Talk about both of them. Talk talk about both of them and talk about other stuff and, you know, have a, have a genuinely good time. You can't only talk about beer and comics. I mean, you could. You could. But you'd be horribly uninteresting. But that would make too much sense for a podcast yeah. about podcast, uh, about comics and beer. Well, and also, know? once you once we get enough beer down our gullets, we start to get a little bit off the rail. Start to get a little antsy. A little antsy. A little antsy-dancy. Now that is the name of the beer that we should be drinking. Yeah, not. Little Ancy Dancy. Maybe yeah. that'll be the next beer that we make. Yeah. That we'll never make here. Yeah, again. that we'll never make again. Uh, this, like I said before, this is Craft Comics, the weekly comic book review podcast where we just drink beer and have a good time. Uh, I'm going to ask you how you've been, though I kind of know. Yeah. But the, 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 the listeners don't. Exactly. Yeah, we have to fill them in even if we know all of the intimate details of each other's lives already exactly just 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 for posterity so dan answer the question how have you been what have you been up to what kind of stuff have you been getting into you know what you've been dabbling in well you know i've been still playing the division nice it's a good time except except for when jerry gets frustrated except, <laughs> except for when uh, except for when it isn't right except for when it isn't yeah yeah dude yeah. it was not a good time yeah <laughs> it was yeah we were just we were out of our depth we were on a a mission that should have been played with four men <laughs> who were four good men? players. Four men? Yeah, that's... You're right. Jesus four, Christ. Four people. <laughs> four I mean, humans. I mean, maybe, I guess. We I can... guess, you know, that's the thing that's going to be like later on, right? 20 years from now, maybe they're not humans anymore. Maybe... It's possible we played with non-humans. Well, we, there were yeah. some people who jumped into our game who just either sat there or immediately disconnected. Yeah. So maybe yep. they were, weren't humans. Who or, knows? you know, maybe you don't identify as a human. Maybe you identify with a fursona. Yeah. We're not here to judge. We're not. This we're is here a judgment to play division zone. with you. Yeah. So please, so as please. long as as long as you don't just sit there as, and play the division, we don't care what you are. Yeah, please, just yeah. contribute anything to the team. But it'd be nice if you're better than us, because <laughs> we're just not that great yeah yeah <laughs> right exactly well i'm great yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> um but yeah i've just been doing that oh i finished um deadly class x-men deadly class right we've been over this yep we've been over this okay, x-men, x-men deadly, deadly class, class. Cool. directed by matt reeves or i forget who directed x-men Keanu? First class um but no, no the tv show sci-fi original tv show based on the graphic novel by two people who i don't know very cool but uh that show is so good and nice. i love it and I, I like it when uh media is good yeah you know <laughs> in general that, right yeah. it's nice when, when entertainment's good. good yeah it's like a nice surprise it's yeah. like wow i the internet hasn't told me to hate this yet and therefore i will not until i read an article I, yeah until yeah. i until i break into the reddit comment section find out you weren't you weren't you weren't true to the comics yeah it's not not okay this person was actually how dare you deep i actually you know what i mean i I don't want you to deviate from the comics so much that i want the netflix series to just be someone 
opening the comic book yeah. and reading it out loud. Exactly. That's that's the kind of attention to the craft that's that what we I'm demand. For. Netflix, Johnny Netflix, it. someone get Johnny Netflix someone on the phone. Someone get Johnny Netflix on the line. Call I, him up. Yeah, uh, Johnny Netflix, if you're listening to this, just please, for the love of God, stop trying to take comic book series and try to turn, make them into TV and make shows. It, make it accessible for people that aren't us? Some bullshit. Are you serious? No. Someone who hasn't read it can enjoy it? Un thinkable how unconscionable can, how can i gatekeep is that, a word? that unconscionable is that uh, hold yeah, on that's some that's a word what hey is that uh we got a space heater on so if you hear some weird bubble is it is no space i turned it on? off turn it nice yeah it's we're real classy here in craft <laughs> comics because we're in the basement and it gets real cold and it gets so if real you ever chilly. hear like a, a weird noise kind of bubbling in the background that's our space heater baby or if you ever hear like shivering that's just like us that's jared dying being cold and alone <laughs> cold and alone okay yeah. so the division is good and you've been playing any other yeah um no that's about it i was thinking Just about that? hopping on smash bros again though Smush. i want to play more ganondorf and okay. just that game in general okay yeah. it's 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 fun i know i i keep on getting these weird cravings to play a lot of strange games lately i've been like yeah i've been like i really want to learn how to play a 4x game and I showed you this yesterday, but I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to play what it was like the most recent non-Civ 4X game to come out. Endless Space oh, 2? Yeah. Cool. Endless Space 2. I'm like, I go to YouTube and I'm like, Endless Space 2 beginner tutorial. The first video that pops up. How Endless many Space long? Endless Space beginner tutorial part one. Oh, God. Three hours long. Oh, God. And I was just, I was like... I don't think I can do it, boys. I can't. Uh, I don't think I can do it. That's the exact reason why I can't play those games. But it's just you know, too much I don't prep involved. I honestly don't think that that's necessary. I think I'm just going to start playing it and fucking it up, and yeah. then just restarting it over and over again. You mean like actually learning the game by playing it, as opposed to just as YouTubing? opposed to YouTube? That doesn't seem right. I don't think. I don't. That's anything that's can nope. be done in this decade nobody does that no. right nobody learns from themselves they just google it yeah you gotta google it man yeah 2019 yeah so i've been like really like thirsting for that but also breath of the wild for some reason oh, and nice. then also smash brothers those are yeah. all ones that i really want to play but i haven't really dove into i just keep playing fortnite in the yeah. sims i also really want to start mario odyssey uh again you play that right yeah but i only beat the story you didn't do the post or whatever game, right because it was at the it was at extra life so yep, i only right. had only had six or seven hours to beat the game yeah which i did but it, sure did that was extra I, life 2017 yeah, I was at Thomas's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember but, that. But, you know, you can't... I gotta get in all those challenge stars. Mm-hmm. I was a fiend for uh, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Cool. And, like, doing everything Those were those good games. games. So Those were good games. So, I'm, I, gotta, I gotta sink my teeth in. Uh, is it, That was enough banter, right? Do you think that was enough banter? I think that was enough. I, I, oh, wait. We have to talk about... We went, we went gambling. Oh, yeah. We did go gambling. <laughs> Show did. Yeah, let's talk about gambling. Because yeah. that was a weird, bizarre... That was a weird... You know, we're, we're not gamblers no, by not. by trade or nature, I would I, say. I the first thing that happened when I went to the casino is I we were on an escalator going down to the going down to I don't know whatever you fucking call it, the, the casino floor or whatever. Slots and shit. And a man just like pulls a cigarette out, puts it between his lips and just sparks that bitch up and yeah. I'm like, "Sir, <laughs> I don't know if you know this but you can't smoke Excuse here." Excuse me, sir. But then apparently you can. All the waiters and waitresses will get secondhand smoke. They don't give a shit. Yeah, apparently not. This is like the last bastion for like chain smokers 
who just want to do it in public. I really That's do. The vibe I, I really got. do think like, I, do you remember when they were making it illegal to smoke in bars? Yeah. And everyone was like, where the fuck am I going to smoke? I can't smoke. <laughs> I can't smoke in a library. <laughs> now I can't smoke in a bar. This is absurd. Like soon you're going to tell me I can't smoke in a bowling alley, you know? And then they're like, yeah. you can't smoke in a bowling alley either, sir. <laughs> uh, so now, now it seems like the last bastion is, is casinos. There was a weird moment in college where they were talking about making my campus smoke free, like even the outside. Oh yeah, no, UWSP was smoke free campus. Really? Yeah. Anything like yeah? You, they they took away all the cigarette stations yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. What's the thought process behind that? I don't know. I guess it's I like I can't imagine it's actually harmful. Well, and there, yeah, and it's not like there were enough. There's not enough young people that smoke cigarettes that it yeah. would fuck up a college. But maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe they're like, you know, there's like really only like six of you left. It's, it's like real <laughs> and we, gross. And we don't like you, so yeah. And it's like we're gonna shame you publicly for doing yeah. this. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know the, the exact percent breakdown, but I, I'm guessing that there's not a lot of like people our age that smoke cigarettes. Anymore. Yeah, seems like a weird. I mean, like, hey, you know what? All that granted, shit you said to us in high school and middle school and yeah. Elementary school at work, you you poisoned our brains enough to be like, eat yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, I, I wonder what part of it did poison your everyone's brains in like the right way. Because yeah. sure as shit wasn't like the preachy commercials. Yeah, like, I, yeah, probably not. I wonder what yeah what it was that was effective, or maybe cigarettes are just actually gross. I think it's because better drugs started being circulated widely. So it's not like, that we'd know anything about that. Of course not. Right. But for microscopy purposes only. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> no, no name, no names. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta crop that out. Um. But, but I, honestly, I think that might be it. Because, like, cigarettes were all that was available before to, like, mildly alter your state of mind. And really, it only made it worse. So, like, it's obvious why people would turn to things like marijuana or even alcohol as, like, a substitute. I don't know. You know, I do like a good nicotine buzz, though. I remember, like... Really? Oh, I hate it. Really? I fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. my God. I remember smoking hookah on, like, the dorm. Like, yeah. the, the, the front of the... Ca- and just being, like... I did like hookah, I guess. Oh, oh my God. You mix that with a little bit of alcohol? Shit's mint. <laughs> it's real good. I, f- I feel like I... F- like, when I drink coffee... That's uh-huh. what I imagine nicotine high to feel. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I, they're both stimulants. They're both right? like yeah, I, I nicotine's hate like that. way worse than caffeine though. Like, it's just like it just makes me super jittery and yeah. like heart racing. Yeah. Hey Dan, Ugh. have you ever been absolutely wasted and got kicked out of a karaoke bar and then found a pack of cigarettes lying in the gutter, sparked it up and thrown up immediately on the spot? Uh no, and I'm guessing because that, your boy never has happened to you either. Because your boy <laughs> has yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, that's like the yeah. highlight highlight of my college. Ten out of ten experience. Yeah, I would recommend to anybody nice yeah it was a i think it was like a pack of like marlboro reds oh god and i like don't smoke cigarettes so yeah that's the level of waste that i was that i just found another like, ah, fuck you <laughs> smoked it one time in college uh i was with jt at a bar and he went outside to smoke a cigarette with one of my other friends so i went outside too and i asked him for one <laughs> and did he's you? like what you don't smoke and did he give he, you one yeah he gave me one and then i was freezing because i left my jacket inside and it was like the middle of winter so he like gave me his jacket because he was wearing like a big sweater or something and then i saw rob and i ran off with his jacket and never came back did you smoke the cigarette uh yeah for a little bit i don't think i finished it yeah no i mean if you don't smoke regularly like three drags off of cigarettes enough to get you on cloud nine dude yeah and honestly i wasn't really in a frame of mind to really process i any God, of that i can't i can't imagine you running after rob i don't think i've seen you outside of like sports <laughs> i don't think i've seen you move that quickly at 
ever. College was a wild time, my man, and yeah. I really love Rob. So I, it makes sense. Yeah, if it, if it, if anyone would cause you, if there would be any catalyst <laughs> to your running off and getting into some misadventures, it would be that man. Yeah, he's just got that effect on people. I feel yeah. like anytime Rob comes around, like our good buddy Rob Roloff, like especially if you're like slightly drunk, yeah. and excitable excitable and he he knows like, fuck it's wrong he knows you're excitable and he'll yeah. just he'll just be like hey, he man, just you embraces wanna, it you want to go run yeah. and you're like yeah i want to <laughs> run you want to run away yeah i want to run away <laughs> oh no he didn't run away with me i just saw him down the street and ran at him yeah makes sense yeah and, and then, then he encouraged you not to go back yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and, and then we saying. went to about our night i have a feeling that like i could elope with rob one night if we drank <laughs> enough and then like yeah. wake up married and yeah. be like oh god <laughs> Yeah. Did we do this as a joke? <laughs> or was it real? Or like, I don't know. It was real in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's real legally. So. Dan, you want to hand me that fast sack of comics? I'm going to set them up right here. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Give me go. this. And uh, while you're at that, maybe I'll open this beer yeah, up. Yeah, huh? I guess we can talk. We can, we can, we've, we've done enough federally mandated banter now that yeah. we can get into the actual meat and potatoes iTunes of the show. Mandated. It's iTunes mandated. iTunes, yeah. It's it, in the podcast bylaws it's a very long document when you open up a podcast they send uh-huh. you this book and they say like hey yeah. at the beginning of every episode you need at least 10 minutes of banter yeah and it's got to be good banter so we hope we hope itunes i we hope yeah. you're listening i hope this has been good this good banter. yeah yeah it's good banter this good banter this good banter eh eh so what the fuck is this beer oh so... wait 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 let's introduce the show okay uh, one okay. more time okay, okay. Since we had that banter in between, you may have forgotten, this is Craft Comics, a weekly review show where we review comics and drink beer. Every week, I buy the comic books, Dan buys the beer. And then we experience both of them together. Yeah, we mix and match. They mingle. We mix the comics with the beer. Yeah, we stir them all up. Stir them all up. Put them in a blender. Oh, man, that's some good stuff. That's a, it's a good sludge. You haven't tasted beer until <laughs> till you've tasted it made with blended paper, let me tell <laughs> Mixed you. Mixed with comic book ink and paper. <laughs> uh, Dan, what kind of beers do you have? Well, okay, first beer. We always have two beers on the yeah. show. Uh, yeah. what, what beer do you have? What, what are we starting with? Because this is a fucking weird-ass mason jar, and I'm super interested in what so this is. So this is, yeah, the, the mason mason jar thing is actually not from it doesn't have anything to do with the beer it's just a half what it's a half uh growler that i had lying around from the most hipster brewery i've ever been to dangerous man in minnesota but that does make sense it's a man there's a man with a beard on the he looks like a hipster and yep. their growler is literally a fucking mason jar so. yeah yeah woof yeah looks so, like i should be mixing like some homemade peanut butter in that thing yeah but uh that is not what this is this is a beer from southern tier that i got filled at barley pop which is like a growler filling tap shop slash growlers to go go uh yes slash growlers a go go station to go go to go go i know jared i just like saying a go go it just like growlers a go go um so the theme for this week oh yes we're themed now yeah, yeah. excellent the theme for this week is like winter's last hurrah okay it's getting it's getting springy out you yeah, know it's yep. getting noise so this is our last week mandated by me okay that we can enjoy winter beers oh shit that means like no more stouts or porters or anything like that never until next like september no just never again just never again okay yeah. oh, that's fine i guess so uh this is a stout from uh southern tier okay it's called i think it's called orange stout o-r-n-j space okay. stout 
um, which will tell you basically what it tastes like. I just had a little sample, so yeah. I don't really, I haven't really experienced had, it that much. I've had an orange stout before, and it if it's done well, it tastes like an orange chocolate bar, and it's amazing. I thought this one was really good, the sample I had at least. So Sounds fun. Let's pour it out. Um, do you know anything about Southern Tier Brewing Company, like where they're based out they're of? They're based out of New York, and that's about... That's super confusing. There is a... Uh, I would have thought they would be in like Texas or something. Uh, I think there is a southern tier neighborhood of New York or oh. something like that. Like, there's some part of New York that's, like, uh, divided into the southern tier and, I assume, the northern tier. Huh. Let's see how we... Oh, you bitch. Oh, I Don't got you. Know. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I told you, these are 16-ounce cups, so I knew it would be. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a perfect... Oh, 32. And a perfect pouring. Thank you. Thank you. Um, take a good sniff there, Jerry. I'm gonna take a sniff once I get all situated and stuff. It's a nice chocolatey sniff. I'll tell sure, you what. It sure is. Record that. Mmm. That is very good. Like he said, chocolate orange. Yep, that tastes like a chocolate, like one of those you know, like the fancy. Mm-hmm. Like this is in a kid's chocolate bar, you know. You you go to the special part of the. Of you the, go to the special one. It's like the dark chocolate yeah. section, and you get that that chocolate orange that's pre divided into slices. Right. You don't buy you, this. You don't buy this on a whim in the no. checkout aisle. You don't have a little Johnny, you know, and you're like fucking yeah. trying to get home and get dinner on and the table. And Johnny's like, running, wanna, and he's like, "I want macaroni. Give me candies, mommy. Give me candies." Fucking hate them. Johnny, <laughs> the little Johnny, the little shitter, shit. little oh. shitter. Oh. Everyone knows that kid. Fuck that kid. But this isn't what Johnny wouldn't be into this because you know he's a dumb little shit. He's a dumb little shit, and he doesn't appreciate good beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he should. Fucking get it together, Johnny. Get it together, man. This but is you know, delicious. Yeah, this is super good. Dan, be careful. You're gonna chug this whole thing. Do you know the percent ABV on this boy? Um, I think it's around. I think it's ten percent. Oh. We got 16 ounces. Well, strap in. Strap in. Strap, strap in, on. Strap in, strap on. That's our that's our weekly motto. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that's what we usually use to transition to the next uh, phase yeah. of Craft Comics. Strap in and strap on, folks, because we're going to talk about some books this week. You're darn right. You're darn right. That's books that came out. I'm going to make a num- number up. Uh, March 26th. March 26th. 2019. On the dot. Last Wednesday. At midnight. Jared was, was there. A, it was a big, it was a big grandiose week, you know, a week of uh, special books, you know, something, something that really comes around every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, um, something that a legacy comic, you know, getting a really significant date. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, so, uh, like no. an anniversary. Imagine if a comic had been around for a long time and they kept on counting the number up and it reached yes. a final one. You know, so we're you know what I'm even, saying? We're not no, even no, you know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. So imagine that, comics. right? And that's why we're going to talk about Avengers: No Road Home number seven. <laughs> no, we're mentioning uh, Detective Comics number one thousand, which did come out last week. Uh, we're not going to talk about it because it's, it was really long and it's kind of broken up into all these. Yeah, it's different... like an anthology issue kind of. Yeah, it, which it is cool. It almost doesn't feel like a comic book. You know, it feels almost kind of like a um, yeah, it's like, like a little like mini graphic novel kind or of like thing. those uh, those like indie. Uh, comics that came out that always had like anthology kind of you know they were separated by and uh, each one was just a few pages it's like oh yeah like that one with donald trump's origin story yeah exactly yeah. exactly um so yeah it, it was cool we had uh cool. alan moore did one yep we had scott snyder do one tom king did one paul dini brian michael bendis did one 
It sure did. Yeah. Ba- yeah. Nah, Band- ba- yeah. Bandis yeah. is doing a hell of a job at, yeah. at uh, what does DC stand for? Digital Comics? Oh. I'm, Director's no. Cut. Uh, Davis Country. Dark Crimes. Dark Crimes. <laughs> Let's stick to it. Dark Crimes. And we're going to start with, uh, are we starting with Dark Crimes books this week? No, we're starting with starting with Marble Books. Marble. Oh, and we are starting with Avengers No Road Home number oh, yeah, seven. I guess I sh- so. That was a funny joke and I wasted it damn yeah me talking about legacy books and how much you yeah. love them yeah we're gonna start with avengers <laughs> Nothing i love more than weekly comics yep. named avengers no road home uh specifically issues number seven written by mark wade al ewing and jim zub that's right they got three writers they on got this. three of them because they're pumping them out every week just, just none it, of them want to write it keep but that assembly line going one of this, them has this comic, to this train stops for nobody oh, not God. even paco medina who's doing the art or Jesus Alberto on colors, or Joe Sabino. Dan, yes. what did you think of Avengers No Road Home number seven? Oh, man, I'm so fatigued by oh, this stop. book. I know, it's like, I know the last two have been pretty good, but... This one's good! It's just every week, oh, my man, God. even if I liked the last weeks, it's still like draining to read just because you know, it I, never stops. I'm going to say I disagree with you there because sometimes I get a bu- I pick up a book that comes out like once a month or even more than that, and I'm like, I pick it up and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? At least with this one, it's like, I know what's happening because I, I just read it. Yeah, you know what's happening because you just read it. Yeah. But... And it's not like these are like mentally taxing. They're just like fun, dumb little... Yeah, it's Comics just like, romps. you know, when we have like a giant stack just, and it's like, oh, it's Avengers No Road Home no, again. No, you're just mad because you fucking like it now and you're like, I hated this book. Dude. I want to hate it so bad. <laughs> Nyx is such a shit villain. <laughs> dude, Nyx is a shit villain. Oh, she's great. And this one... She's the greatest villain since Rogel Czar. This one I didn't really like, honestly. It lacked, I don't know. the Panache. It lacked Hulk is the main thing. Oh, you're such a fucking fanboy. I mean, kind of, but yeah, Hulk is the only thing I really liked out of this entire series <laughs> and the fact that he's like barely in this is obviously i thought this was a cool dive into this hero that we don't really know much about right what's yeah, her the, name spectrum uh, spe- yeah spectrum she's cool uh she's like what are her powers jared she's like kind of ghosty she's, she's a, like... she well she's like um electromagnetic radiation her body is slowly yeah. becoming electromagnetic radiation like something happened to her 10 years ago is what i'm is what i'm getting from this and ever since then she's been developing these powers and the this whole book is an internal monologue of her kind of discussing the ramifications of that and being like uh wow so much has happened in 10 years i've changed a lot to the point where like i'm beginning to not really feel like a human anymore yeah she's slowly becoming like fucking neutrinos and shit it's and, like uh dr manhattan in yeah Watchmen or whatever she's even blue yeah i was a little confused because i thought that uh this lady is still captured right yes oh but she must get out or something i don't know she's the one that's like teleporting him in between or is that her it might be her i think that is her yeah it is her okay yes so she's been captured pretty much out of commission this whole time but yeah uh, little did the reader or the Ooh. villainous Nyx know that she was staging a trap the entire time. That's right. Uh, she is the electromagnetic radiation, so she's all things, including visible light. So she disguised <laughs> um, Nyx's family as the superheroes, and the superheroes as Nyx's family. Had Nyx kill her own children, yeah. which is pretty fucked pretty up. dark. 
and uh, then was like, "Hey, bitch, what up?" And then they fought. Uh, yep. And that's pretty much pretty much what happened. I can't. What happens at the? Oh yeah, Conan. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part of this was Conan smashes the Vision in the face with a fucking axe or something. Oh yeah, and then and then because <laughs> uh, he thinks he's evil. Yeah, this is this book is wild. And then there's a, like a haunted house at the end that they. Yeah, go to. I was. I'm I not really curious I about understand. that. I thought that was cool. I don't know what the house is. But I thought it was neat, because she, like, stops in her place when she sees the house. Yeah, and then they peace out to go there, Yeah, right? I just want to know what that is, what the I house is. I don't know, man. I don't God, know you're such happening. a little it's miss. Just... It's fine. Dan, you know what? You don't what? have a choice. You're going to read this next week, and you're going to like it. Yeah, I guess. How many? What issue is this? This is 7 out of 12. Fuck. Oh, it's not that bad. We're just over halfway there. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. That this book will get better. It's fine. <laughs> I don't even want to ask you. You're such a you're such you a wanna, negative. Why can't you just negative, like? Things? Why can't you just enjoy shit? Why can't you just enjoy trash comics like me? Hi, so I'm Jared. Jared. I provide the critical view in the comic books. <laughs> Nix is an unoriginal villain. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Oh man, you got me. <laughs> I, I got sure me. did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is already off to a good start. I yeah. feel like we uh, we don't disagree often, but when we do, boy, howdy. Boy, do we. Boy. boy, do we get deep and personal. Next up is a personal horny favorite of mine. We've got X-Men <laughs> and the Extremists, number two, written by Leah Williams, with uh, art by Jorge. We landed on a Jorge, right? Yeah, I think George's. It's It's spelled like George's. On the off chance that it's George's, we're going to say George's, but we're pretty I sure it's Jorge. It's Jorge yeah. And then Gianti, Gian, uh, Robert Poggy on inks, Jim... <laughs> Good luck with this one, man. Charlampadis. Charlampadis, maybe? I'm going to say Charlampadis. Yeah, I think Charlampadis on colors and Clayton Cowles on... Sounds like a dinosaur name. Letters, Charlampadis. Yeah. Yeah, It kind of does. What would what would a Carl Lampadus look like? I okay. So do you know what I'm I'm picturing? You know yeah. Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes, his face on a T Rex's body. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and he's I like, like and he's like image. wearing sweatpants. Like, but it's like all stretched because he's a T Rex. Yo, T-Rex. I'm trying not to die over here. Yeah, of, uh, giant a meteor like meteors. that. The fucking picture of that cat dinosaurs two seconds before the meteor <laughs> hit, and the cat's like, Mwah. yeah, yeah. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Uh, good, good mental image, Jarrett. Yeah, thank you. And then, uh, so he's got like, so the Carlampadus has a, um, like a, a, you know what I mean, like one of those cotton, those cotton, um, what do you, uh, fucking tank tops. Okay, but he's got those tiny little arms because yeah. he's a T Rex. Yeah, I'm digging this. I like that. I really like that. I like that. Uh, so this is Age Vax Man Extremists number two. We didn't read number one, but hey, you know what? We pulled this one. Uh, it's, oh, we didn't? Okay. No, we didn't. Uh, so this is a team of PSYOP kind of... Uh, okay, rewind for a sec. Age of X-Men is a kind Are of event. Are sure we didn't read the first one? Yeah, we which, did. We did so not. which was the one with Blob and, well... That was... That was the that was the yeah, original that was next gen next gen yes yeah um but that so that's this team though right is they're the extremists and what they do is they go around and they mind wipe dissidents in this kind of um weird bizarre I don't know dystopian yeah. future that's yeah happening. this is like an alternate universe X Men yeah. thing it's a it's a it's an event it's I think an event you could call it with an like eight hundred different series yeah, in it yeah it's, it's an oh, X event it's, it's overwhelming we we're X-Men? only pulling like. I don't know. A handful of them. Yeah, like I've, like I've liked them. half. Yeah, they're good, but it's like, man, why do you yeah. have so many? Like, yeah, two of them come out a week. Who has time? we usually pull one? Yeah, one out of the two. Sometimes if it's like a series, like so, like we got next gen and yep. X 
just the regular on so you got next gen which is the high school yep. mutants we've you got, got the x-men which is mainline yep you've got extremists you've yep. got a uh, the apocalypse and the extra yeah and you've got nightcrawler and you've got prisoner x it's too many Wait, those are separate ones. Yeah, Nightcrawler those, has Nightcrawler his own. Has his own. You X. haven't. I haven't even exposed you tonight. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You're like you're a little, trying to curate. I'm. I'm shielding you. I'm. Shiel, <laughs> I'm, I'm shielding you from the bullshit of the comic books industry. Like you're I just like this it. pure boy with like a little oh, bubbling hatred. I of, like superheroes. I like superheroes, but I don't like shit comics. But I don't like. And trash. I'm like. I'm like. And I will shield you from this, Dan. You must remain pure, except for Avengers: Snow Road Home. I'm. I gotta inoculate you with it. <laughs> I got to inoculate you with the bullshit a little bit here. Um, so they're a team of psyops that go around and they mind wipe um, people that are like doing thinking things that are a little too radical for this kind of um, yeah. dystopian thing. So in in this future, everyone who isn't a, there are no non mutants in yep. Age of X Men. Something happened with uh, Hope Summers, which is Scott, Scott Summers', Summers' daughter, daughter with Jean Grey. I think it's either Jean Grey or Emma Frost. He had a kid with Emma Frost. I don't know. Fucking X Men content, dude. Everyone dude. has gotten impregnated. By everyone has kids with everyone. Yeah. It doesn't, and none of it matters. And they all still look like they're twenty. That's the way I want it. Damn it. <laughs> that's the way I want it. I want everyone to be sexy and yeah. twenty years old forever. Yeah, and I want them the... to stop having fucking kids. Yeah. What was the? We had a. There was a quote from last week of like that the Marvel universe should adopt or something. Young and sexy forever or something. Yeah. Do you remember I, that, that? Yeah. Young and sexy forever. And yeah. I and I maintain that. Yeah. To this day. So this was a... No, um, Scott Scummers. Scott Scummers. This was a kind of neat one. The ex... The, what, what are they called? The extremists? Yes. I guess. The extremists, there's a rift between them because they have a dissident who is a pregnant woman. And she's like fucking chained up by her throat in their basement. Because you don't get pregnant in this universe. Yeah. You're, you're, you're there's no sexual... Tubes, there's right? no sexual... Um, contact or intimacy or anything. Like you're not supposed to have any kind of romantic feelings... Definitely no sexy touches. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's why this is a. I think this is a horny event, dude. It is a horny event, and also that I'm is the it. most unrealistic part of this entire universe, especially like, the X Men. You can't dude. stop the X Men from fucking each no. other. Are you yeah. kidding me? Literally, that's Psylocke like their is main activity. Th- this this ends with she's so pent up that Psylocke <laughs> yeah. is gonna fuck the blob. Dude. Yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, this is a I, I, this last panel with this like big dude and this like super hot out of yeah. his league chick on the table with her back arch and her butt in the air being yeah. like does it still hurt oh my and you're like God. you're like ooh, that is some self-fulfillment right there that is but some... this is written by leah williams who i'm assuming is a female yeah that's my guess that's a so this guess. isn't this isn't some self-insert no it's not like blob. yeah you're right you're right it's i i think you're right i think it's just like hey, the natural what? exploration of pent up sexual energy and what happens when you can love bloom on the battlefield dan yeah evidently yes evidently evidently yes and we're gonna have some of the blob we're gonna have some love blooming later on today but that's just some blobby love in this issue we're excited um this was cool i actually liked this issue i did too i'm gonna say i like this one a lot because like you got this weird insight into psylocke that yeah and i don't know i i don't i don't know anything about i don't know anything enough about uh, anything about her either but she had this whole bit where she um the the everything leads up because the she detects that blob is like into her uh, during some encounter with some dissidents or whatever, yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, and she offers to basically mind wipe him for him. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you can, uh, I can even like su- do it subtly, like where you just like think yeah. I'm a little gross or smelly yeah. or something like that. And he's like, yeah. no, 
I don't want I don't want that don't at want all. That and then kids. he disappears for like three days and paperwork piles up and stuff. Yeah, he said he was he said he was sick. He sick. called in sick for three days. Three days in a row. Which is very <laughs> unlike the blob. You know, he's very yeah, married true. to his work. And so then there's the side plot of the pregnant lady in the basement, Jubilee and um has a confrontation with some French girl who I don't I don't recognize her. No, but I mean it's gotta she's gotta have some connection to Gambit, right? Maybe Gambit's daughter Gambit is with, the only Frenchman in the, and he's not even French. Gambit's daughter with any number of women. Yeah. It could be, yeah. any, could be yeah. literally anyone. Gambit, yeah. that guy gets around <laughs> in the bayous, um, <laughs> the bayous in the swamps. Just... Uh, so that's the confrontation. But uh, so Psylocke goes to um, goes to basically confront the blob. Like, why the fuck haven't you been to work in three days? Kind of thing. And he gives her this whole shtick about, hey, you know, I know that. I'm not supposed to be into you, but for, and, and I, and I, maybe it's because you're so just horribly out of my league. He yeah. even says that. Yeah, kind of he thing. does. Like, yeah. He's like that. It hurts. And I would rather feel this pain than not feel anything yeah. at all. Kind of thing. So he's yeah. just like, so I've held on to it and I, and I, I don't, I don't want you to take it away because it's something. Yeah. And then she kind of breaks down a little bit and mentions that, she can remember this horrible, horrible dream of her mother yeah. of rooting through like she, uh, of a cemetery, but the cemetery is a lake. And what you have to do is you have to pull the corpses up from the water, these bloated, rotting corpses, and you have to turn them over to, to grieve with in for order them to, or like, whatever. Recover the bodies. Right, in order to see them. And so she's dredging up this corpse of her mother, right? Yeah. And then it sinks back into the abyss or whatever. But she says, Why can I remember this horrible, horrible dream, but I can't even remember my mother holding me as a child. Yeah. And that's the kind of where everything sort of, that's the kind of the, the yeah. climax of this issue is this like, there's a rift coming. And I think that's pretty cool that we got this little insight. I just pulled this thing on a whim, but yeah, I, I think this I event's good, really yeah. neat. Yeah. It, it, honestly, they've all been pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Like the only one I didn't like was the mainline X-Men one. Yeah. The first, um, one. and that was just the first one. Yeah. But I still think to this day that that, in in the context of this whole event, yeah. I think that that one was necessary to sort of establish this yeah. kind of. I, I agree, and like also time, this issue specifically kind of paid off on that first issue because you show it shows them setting up the animal rescue that happened in yeah. the first X Men scene, yeah, 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 and yeah. the the whole point is like that super happy X Men saving the forest event was completely staged. Absolutely by these people which i thought was awesome yeah it's like all propaganda so there's a, there was a payoff there this so yeah I, I grew to really appreciate that x-men novel even though i didn't like it when i was initially reading it because in of... the context of this entire event i think yeah. this is a really interesting case study of the x-men and like because there's no there's no bullshit right yeah because it, it's a it's a right. spin-off thing where nobody knows anything yep, so you there's get to no really convoluted break... continuity right you, you get to break and distill these characters down to their essence and swap things around, right? You got Magneto as a good guy, and then you've got... You've got the Blob a, hanging out with, like, I don't know. Getting freaky with Psylocke with and Psylocke, Jubilee and yeah. stuff like that. And then you've and, got Apocalypse as a hippie orgy yeah, cult leader. Yeah. It's just a, I, yeah, that's great. It's super interesting, super cool. I really dig it. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. Uh, we didn't rate we didn't rate Avengers No Road Home. It doesn't really matter. I'd give it a three. You'd give it, like, a two and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, do you want to rate this uh yeah i I really wish i would have gotten the jenny friesen cover oh yeah that one aside oh man yeah i think so yeah i would give it a 4.5 yeah i'd give it a 4.5 i was gonna give it a four but you've you've convinced me i can't go lower than you no that'd be weird yeah that'd be weird i'm the cynical one remember yeah Yeah. so uh 4.5 it's our dynamic Mm -hmm. 4.5 is across the board 
And then, what, a 3.5 for me for Avengers No Word Home and a 2.5 for you? Yeah. Hey, you didn't hate it. You didn't, yeah. give it a, you didn't give it a 1. It did have that, yeah, it had the good part with fucking, well, it's got Conan the Barbarian, and which is gets, great. He gets stabbed by his dead ex-girlfriend. Yeah, the end, that's dumb. right, I forgot about that. But he smashes Vision's face in, and Hulk and Rocket Raccoon and Hawkeye go to, on vacation. Yeah, they go on vacation <laughs> to, um, what's the name of the planet? Like uh, Euphoria, I think. Euphoria. Uh, so, yeah. I like I like those like three pages. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um. Speaking of three, what's three plus one, Dan? Oh, uh, you're really you're really killing me, Jerry. I'm gonna go with four. That's right. Fantastic yeah. four. Oh, hey, and, what, and what's four times two? Ah, uh, come on, man! Don't do this to me. <sighs> eight. That's right. That's Fantastic Four, number eight, written by Dan Slott, with art by Aaron Cooter, Stefano Caselli, and David Marquez, and Riley Brown. Holy shit. Four artists? Yeah. Mother, I didn't get that either. Mother like, of it God. didn't look like that, did uh, it? I don't know. Matt Yaki on colors and Joe Carmania on the letters. That takes the Carmania count up to number one, one this week. Ding! Ding! Um, Dan, do you want to talk about Fantastic Four? You like the Fantastic Four. I do. I really like the Fantastic Four, actually. Let's keep flipping through, because the more I look at this, the more I'm starting to see the different, the different artists. The different artists, yeah. I wonder they did why. Do a good, they did do a good... I, that's It's the strangest thing, because this book it doesn't come out super frequently. Right, and you said that the last one came out a month ago. Yeah, this is like a monthly book, so it's it's weird that they would have four artists on one book. Like, some, something... Usually you see two and one artist kind of goofs, so... Yeah. I, I really like this comic yeah it's good this had some of my favorite sue storm yeah this was yeah it 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 has some of my favorite doom and latveria actually yeah you do love it you do love the latveria i do i really do i just think it's super interesting and how they how they all just love doom and stuff it's i don't know they they did some cool stuff with it my so what's going on is doom and the fantastic four were fighting galactus sort of in the last and doom kind of engineered a woman who's able to kind of control uh galactus's power is my understanding something like that yeah however it had happened they defeated galactus now he's buried in a mountain and they're harvesting him for energy which is pretty fucked up which is awesome i think yeah it's just i don't know it's it's just cool i love it when comics put villains against each other and yeah. I think this was a really cool example of like what Doom would do. Yeah, and Doom is not really a true like Galactus no. is like a he he eats worlds, right? Yeah. So like there's nothing He's very really, one track mind. There's nothing really redeemable about Galactus, but at the same time you can't really hate him cuz like I mean that's just it, yeah. your shtick's your shtick, you know yeah. what I mean? Some people eat some people cook great macaroni and cheese, some yeah. people eat worlds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never had it put like that, but yeah, that's he's a, a he's a simple creature, you know. He's, he's a, a simple creature. He likes what he likes. He likes what he likes. I like hamburgers. He likes planets, right? And we're not we're not into the business of king shaming. I'm here. not gonna judge if I could eat a planet. I'd I'd probably try it out. I'd you'd, try it. You take a nip, Bob. I'd try you know, like eating a, you know, anything. Once. Like a, like a shark takes a bite out of a surfer. You might take a little chomp out of just a little the, bit. Yeah. you know, see how it tastes. I mean, right. he if he's this bonkers about loving eating planets it's the only thing he does it's yeah. got to be pretty good man it's got to be pretty good yeah so yeah I, I would give it a shot but so doom took him down 
He's stuck in a mountain, and they're harvesting his energy through this complex series of copper pipes that all the <laughs> peasant Latverians who are like perpetually stuck in the you love the 1920s. peasant Latverians, dude. You? They're hilarious. Look at their little outfits. They're like nineteen, yeah, like they industrial got, like, they, age that guy's workers. Got, like, a Mario fucking <laughs> mustache. Yeah. Oh dude, my god. I, I gotta so say good. the the panel with um, Galactus being swallowed up by the mountain and all the mountain coming out of his mouth. It was distressing to me. Yeah. I, I looked at it. and it's I was like, pretty I, gruesome. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit and all the and doom has all these elaborate uh cages for the fantastic four yeah i didn't I like really, that either i really liked reeds actually i thought it was really cool basically mm-hmm. he stretches him out to his max volume so he's gigantic and then uh, lowers the temperature lowers the temperature so yeah. that so that if he tries to like do any more stretching that he'll shatter yeah yeah what i thought that was pretty cool he puts the thing in a pretty standard like cage he puts johnny storm in like a tube of uh liquid that he can't ignite and then he has the 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 absolute this is what I, this is what always happens to me with for for dr Doom. the he, hubris yeah he's he's supposed to be the smartest person on the planet yeah. yet you're going to come to a, a mother and like taunt her yeah. with like once you're dead don't worry i'll take care of your kids yeah. kind of thing it's he, like what the fuck are you thinking well dude? dude that's the thing though that's not taunting to him that's him being he just thinks empathetic he, he thinks, thinks he's being nice yeah but by it, saying that he's going to he's raise supposed the children to be, he's of the supposed woman to be he's the, gonna murder he's supposed to be the smartest person in the world Smart. I think he's. It's like it's he's brain a, smart. He's, he's a super. It's not, he's it's a not super street genius. smarts. Okay, know? but he's a fucking super genius, right? Yeah. And you think you could connect the dots, right? Yeah. Like you, you know, you've heard the stories of like of like <laughs> mothers, like like human mothers, like lifting a fucking car up over yeah. there, and like this chick can like do crazy shit. So what are you doing? He what just, are you even thinking, dude? He has no empathy. Like he can't. Yeah. He has I no did, empathy at all. I did really like the bits where he was just like, oh, and I, of course, this will be a merciful death. Yeah. It will be quite gruesome. <laughs> But it but will merciful. be but it will be quick. And yeah, and I feel like he so I think he understands your criticism actually and he does talk about it in this exact issue where uh when he talks about the things prison. So he puts a thing in this the, in oh, these braces. I know what you're talking about, yeah. And he's like, he's oh, like okay, gonna get out. so we've we've been through this before. I put you in the strongest chains. You think about your family and you get hyped up and then you break the chains. So this time what I did is every time you struggle to break the chains, it'll make the traps for your loved ones that much worse. Like, it'll make the temp colder for Reed. It'll make everything yeah. more oppressive for Stu. For Stu. So, for Stu. <laughs> Stu. Stu, so, Stu Storm. Stu Storm. <laughs> What a great name. <laughs> How did they not name Hi, their... Hi, I'm Sue Storm's brother, <laughs> Stu. No, they're what, kid, dude. Oh. They should have named him <laughs> Stu. What's your superpower, Stu? Oh, I, I don't have any. <laughs> I didn't go up in the spaceship with Sue. Stu, I... there's Stu. no way you can make a Stu that had any superpowers. No, he's got to be the, me? a useless piece of trash. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. He's always getting kidnapped. <laughs> that fucking Stu, man. He's just like... he'll like. Oh. Stu, I told you to not go outside and unlock the door. Stu, you just wanted a burger. <laughs> Stu, I literally told you, if, if the phone rings and it's this exact exact number don't answer i'm <laughs> supposed to remember that i'm supposed to remember that come on mom this is some good federally mandated banter dan yeah i agree done? itunes mandated mm-hmm. so uh what was okay so what was sue uh-huh. storm's cage let's see rigged with sophisticated sensors where she can't turn invisible yeah 
Okay, and, and it was it like scrambles almost... the portion of her brain that she uses to generate invisible yeah, force. Yeah, I mean it's just science nonsense. Yeah, okay, so not, Did, nothing real about that. Do you understand? Like the other ones, I thought were pretty cool conceptually, and hers was like, here's a bunch of nonsense, right? Because, which is like, kind of lame, but, but also whatever. so is Sue Storm's power. Yeah, yeah, they don't make sense really. Yeah. It's like, are they psychic? Are they scientific? What's the who's to say? What does she do? She just projects like. Invisible. She projects she force makes, fields. She makes things invisible. I never understood her powers, no, I, I get, to be honest. Yeah, me either. It's like part telekinesis, part turning invisible. Yeah, it's like I just, those are not the same end of the psychic spectrum, I don't think. I'm trying to psychoanalyze myself right now because I'm like, why do I like Sue Storm? It's not her power. No. Maybe it's maybe it is her power. Maybe it's because it's such a dumb, weird power and I feel bad for her because she's like She's like the the wife, and it, it, there's like a lot of baggage that goes yeah. back. And the Fantastic Four was like the first Marvel superhero team, so in yeah. in the legacy of the Fantastic Four, she was always like the illogical woman character mm-hmm. to the and her and her husband's smarter than she is, and yeah, he's got better powers than she yeah. does. Maybe that's why I like Sue Storm because I'm like, yeah, I fucking like the underdog, man. Yeah, and also I don't know, th- she seems cool in a way that other mothers in like the marvel universe she's like hipping with it well like no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like they kind of keep her um like her identity as a mother for a lot of this and a wife which is like you know kind of inherently a little cringy but i feel like they do some cool stuff with it whereas most other superhero characters whenever they have a kid they They, basically forget about it right they're not yeah so she she is a mother but she's and a wife, but she's also her own. Uh, yeah, she's her own person, right? As, yeah, as and they manage and, and they manage to make her like very compelling and very yeah. interesting, and they manage to make like the relationship with her and Reed pretty compelling. Yep, and she is well, by far the heart of that yeah, like relationship because yeah, yeah, sure. you know Reed isn't doing shit in terms of emotional lifting in that relationship. Yeah, and men barely have. He probably doesn't even like moisturize every day. She mo- yeah, all Sue he Storm? talks about is parallel dimensions. Right. Sue Storm moisturizes like eight times daily. Yeah. Yeah. To look that to look that good after being <laughs> after being around since the sixties, dude. She's yeah. got some like industrial yeah. moisturizer. Yeah. Reed. Reed has like an unkempt beard. Yeah. And like was late for their own wedding. Yeah. I don't know. I I appreciate. I appreciate uh, their dynamic, I guess. Because, like, she seems, like, like, down-to-earth and, like, a normal person. And Reed is, like, an eccentric, crazy, fucking mad scientist. Yeah, it makes you wonder how these crazy kids ever met. Yeah, it makes you wonder. These old bars. (laughs) So far, gonna see some (laughs) wild times. They did see some wild times, clearly, Uh, because they have two children. But, yeah, she had some badass moments in this. Yeah, that was, like, that's why I I like this book a lot, because she, she wasn't at the forefront you say Doctor Doom was at the forefront, but she was. Yeah. She had the last laugh because at the very end she breaks <laughs> out of her so psychic good. prison and then projects an invisibility barrier over Doctor Doom's clothes, but not him. So he's just naked in front of television for the whole world, which is like hilarious, but also kind of significant because of his massive body scarring and his psychological issues that yeah. have to do with that. Yeah. So it actually was pretty fucked up a suit to do, but at the same time completely justified because he did sort of taunt um, unintentionally taunt her with being like once you're dead, I'm going to raise your kids, which is like to me, if it was me, I'd be very upset. If mm-hmm. the man who was murdering me said that he was then going to raise my children, I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm going to make you naked on TV." Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see the little bit for the next one? Uh, where they say like after a cruel they they mention something about cruelty implying in, oh, yeah. in my in my mind implying that what Sue did was cruel. 
I, it, it maybe it's like something where it's like doom is writing it <laughs> or something yeah maybe i mean but there is a cruelty there i think but like no more than was warranted, warranted. in the situation right? no yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I really like this comic. You do? Yeah, I I like this. I, I like... also I also love. Speaking of, does love bloom on a battlefield? Has anyone noticed that uh, that that lady sure seems to like Johnny? Oh Stone yeah, dude! I cannot wait. I can't wait for that to, to pay on. off. The yeah, fucking payoff pay on that. Gonna really it's gonna good. be really good. When when she's like, so she's in Johnny is in some kind of like stasis chamber. He doesn't he doesn't get a lot of attention at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, "What you did rescuing me? I could have died. It was." brave and handsome but it was foolish yeah (laughs) yeah, that's gonna pay off so good yeah for sure in spades baby yeah in spades i think they're doing a really good job with these characters um yeah johnny storm mr fantastic miss fantastic and they're kids i'm actually pretty interested in too which is except for that shitty oh that's what i wanted to talk about he fucking walks out on alicia and is like what are you gonna do stop me you're blind I was like, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, what that's a true. fucking asshole. He's a piece of shit. And he's got shitty blue hair now? Fuck that guy. Yeah. The daughter's really cool, though. She is cool. She's like a mini Reed. Yeah, she's like super smart. Yeah. No powers. Right? Who needs them? Who needs them when you're that smart, right? Who needs them when you're that smart? Word. So, yeah, I, I really like that comic. I would give it 4.5. 4.5? I think yeah. I'd give it a 4. I'm going to rate it slightly less, but. It was still really good. I feel it. It's like it's it's pushing a lot of my specific buttons that I wouldn't expect, like in a good way. Oh, nice. you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Like pressing that buttons, baby. Dan loves to get his buttons pushed. Boy, do speaking I. of pushing buttons, we've got Dial H for Hero. That was actually oh, pretty good. that was pretty. Good. Dial H for Hero number one, written by Sam Humphreys with art and colors by Joe Quinone. Yes. And letters by Dave Sharp. Dial H for Hero is a Wonder Comics imprint. Uh, that means it was basically the love child of Bendis. I think so, yeah. So this is like Bendis' kind of... You want, you might call them young adult comics in the DC universe. Uh, I guess you've got so. your Young Justice, you've <laughs> got really... Wonder Twins, Dial H for Hero. They don't th- totally read like that, though. It's a little... I mean, it's lighter, so yeah. I guess in that sense it's a little more young adult. And it's but... tangential to the bullshit of the DC universe. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't have a... There's no mention of there's sanctuary There's no brooding. Yeah. There's no death, really, yet. Yeah, well, I guess Except for right. this kid's fucking parents, Rip. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Dial H for Hero is about a boy who nearly dies. Uh, he tries to do a backflip off of a unicorn... Uh, off of a uh, diving board, cracks his head open. Superman rescues him, and ever since that day, he's, like, been chasing that high, that thrill of... Of the the first time he met Superman, so he's been doing like <laughs> he works at the yeah he's been doing increasingly <laughs> dumb shit his whole at the life. Mayonnaise truck, and he works at a food <laughs> truck that serves different versions of mayonnaise. So like, uh, they've got mayonnaise this, fries. I, this and, fucking killed me, man. Yeah, they've got mayonnaise fries and like deep fried mayo, and, and the, the mayonnaise the, fries. the best the best yeah the best payoff is that the mayonnaise fries like you you think that it's just like French fries with mayo on yeah. top, but the fries are fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> the fries are made of mayonnaise. <laughs> And then his uncle's yelling at him to clean the mayonnaise vats. The, ma- the mayonnaise traps. Or oh whatever. my god, I love <coughs> that shit. And that's for- <coughs> you and okay that's for- there, Carrie? Yeah, I just got a tickle in my throat. Uh, and that was pretty good. And then he tries to... So, uh, ever- chasing all these highs, the it-, it culminates to him kind of after work trying to ramp off a real sketchy looking ramp over a cliff. Like a... Yeah, they're in California, I think, right? This is like... I don't know enough about California geography, but that looks a lot like... That looks a lot like California. San... It's probably a safe bet. I was going to say San Andreas, 
Where does Grand Theft Auto Five takes place? Uh, not a real location, but San Andreas, yeah. Yeah, but like, what's that? I mean, San Andreas is like, it's like supposed to be an equivalent to a real life place. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, like, what is there? San and like Los Angeles? No. L.A. Compton. Mm. I well, Compton is a Compton is like a a, a not a suburb, yeah. but like a a part of yeah a neighborhood of L.A. I think right. <laughs> Oh man, we're so fucking San Antonio, light. dude. San Antonio? That's in Texas. Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got L.A. You've got L.A. San got Jose is California. that in Texas? I don't fucking know, dude. I feel like this is a I, this this shot particularly where they're on the thing and like so there's all these cliffs and then the city is down below. Yeah, that's like a, a real city in California somewhere. I where, guess it could be L.A. I swear to God, Compton's in L.A. Compton's in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, so then it's L.A. because like Compton in um, San the original San Andreas game like, yeah. that was supposed to be out of Compton. Okay, well the, their equivalent of Compton, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be L.A. Wow, we fucking we, <laughs> we are it. connecting some nerd so, dots, man. It's like I, I think not I'm like be- we could actually know anyone in California. <laughs> the only cultural experience we have with them is through Grand Theft Auto games and Kendrick Lamar's and good Kendrick kid, Lamar's Mad good kid, that and Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre, yeah. And the uh, hit song Dying in L.A. by Panic at the Disco. And uh, California Love. And Californication. California Love. Yep. We gotta stop this. <laughs> so he, he uh, what were you saying? He's chasing a high in L.A. because he's trying to die in L.A. Uh, and then he launches off of this. He's he launches Good off reference. of this. <laughs> thank you. He launches off of this uh, thing and then he is like falling to his death in the in like a cliff. And then a telephone falls out of the sky. Yep. Says, you must dial H for a hero. And then he turns into a 90s Ultraverse (laughs) superhero, which has some great lines. He says, pedal to the metal. And he says something like, I got diesel in my veins and rumble in my mufflers. You know, he he makes the comic that a nine-year-old... I don't know how old he is, but... He's like 13, I guess. That a 13-year-old would rationally make in the real world. Right. It's like a horrific... Just mix Ultra of human and car or trucks. <laughs> yeah. He said he's like the eternal gatekeeper for like truckers or something. Right, like and that. he beats up cars. That's yeah. his like thing. Is <laughs> he beats right. up a bunch of cars because they're not trucks. <laughs> that was hilarious. So, so dumb. So he comes out of this like I don't know nineties comic fueled fever dream. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I destroyed all these cars, and, and now dealership. I'm a human boy again. I don't know what to do. So yeah, this this was hilarious. God, Wonder Comics is just hilarious, man. Yeah, they're I pretty love good. It. They're just killing the comic so, game. So he runs away from a dealership where he smashed all the cars, and he's get he gets picked up by the the um, Mayo Madness food truck. He thinks it's his uncle, but it's the girl that he met uh, who likes to run away because she just likes running away. I guess she wants yeah. to escape this shitty town. Yeah, yeah. L.A. sucks, dude. For real, you gotta yeah. get out of there. There's nothing to do there. It's just such a small <laughs> shitty town. Um, and then he's got he's got this red telephone on his lap, and the next issue is called uh, what's it called? Miguel screws everything up. Yeah, so, so we're into it. Yeah, we're into it. Uh, my question is, is he a superhero? I don't know. Dude. Like what? The I'm getting f- some kind of Shazam vibes from oh, this. Oh, for sure. Like I was feeling that. Dial 100%. H for hero and turn into this like. But I don't know if that's going to be his is his superpowers to turn into the truck guy over and over again no i don't think so or is he just like i think it's just does like, he dial h and then he assumes 
like the hero swaps bodies with him or something like that. There was also a really weird part in this where, where all the people get like the yeah, the, the, all, that... like mainstream DC superheroes all get this number on their foreheads and they're like, oh, someone dialed H. I would disagree with you that they're mainstream superheroes. You've got Lobo, right? Okay, that's true. But like Alfred, Alfred is not a superhero though. But they're assumedly, like, if, like if he's getting it, real... Batman's probably getting it. I would assume. Well, no, but he's like he's like Batman. Uh, Bruce, and who else you, spe- was in it? you specifically instructed me to call you the next time this happened, but oh. it's happened again. You know, implying that Batman wouldn't know. I guess you're right. You know so who, who else is in it? So we got uh, okay. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. She's the, probably the Robin. Closest. Robin. He's pretty mainline. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Uh, I don't yeah, know who the, there's a Angel and Sam. Which Sam is a chimp and Angel's a blonde lady. Hmm. I wonder if these are people who are going to be included. I'm kind of into it. I mean, probably, right? Yeah. I, they couldn't just reference God, Harley that. Quinn is in everything. Yeah, she really is. People are obsessed with her. Yeah. Thanks, Suicide Squad. I mean, I like her too, to be I honest, mean, but... hey, Suicide Squad as a movie was basically an excuse to see Margot Robbie in short shorts, right? Yes, that yeah. is correct. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Harley's a good character. She, she deserves is. to be on the big screen. She is. And, hey, wow. Fucking segue, baby. <sighs> Harley Quinn segue. takes uh, front and setter stage yes in heroes in crisis number seven written by tom king what were you gonna say instead of stage i just couldn't think of the word it's front this, and setter se- front and center and then i was like skateboard no uh, let me introduce the comic with art by clay man and travis moore and jorge fornes uh with colors by tomo more and clayton cowles on letters dan do you want to talk about heroes in crisis number seven? Oh, i fucking love heroes in crisis this is man. did you love this book I did. I yeah. did too. One hundred percent. In full disclosure, hey, 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 I'll rewind. If you can't listen to these because they were never published, but yeah. if you rewound from issue one and two and three of Jerry Years of was Crisis, the sour. I was very sour on this book, but I have come one eighty, one eighty, three sixty, baby. I took, I spun all the way around. Three sixty is going in the same direction. So. You, you, you take one look at the Xbox, turn three hundred sixty degrees, and walk away. <laughs> damn on them. Damn on them. <laughs> It doesn't mean what you think it means, but that's fine. Sure does. Um, so we got the Heroes in Crisis, Tom King being his best. This is Tom King at his best, honestly. So yeah. I would say, uh, we talked about King the Tom is using King up rating. all of his fucking brain juice on this, and that's why Batman has been a dream sequence for the last six months. Yeah. So here's my question. Uh-huh. What would you give this book that we like on the Tom King rating factor? I would actually give it a low Tom King rating. Me too. I would give it like a Tom King factor. Of... It's still somewhat Tom Kingy. Okay, but when you say Tom King, yeah. I I picture like Tom King in like some like balloon art with like a trademark yeah. logo next to it, you know? Yeah. So like yeah. this is like this is like some fucking indie Tom King. Yeah. So it's like got some of that. It's got some yeah. of the stuff, you know, there's some there's some nine panel grids. There's some like weird there's some, uh, there's some quotes that probably that yeah. are like super bougie. Yeah, I there's guess. some feelings talk. Yeah, right? yep. So I'd there's give it lots a, of like good dialogue. Out of five, I'd give it like a one point five out of Tom King. One point five Toms. I'd give it a two point five. Two point five Toms for the same reasons, but I think like this does a lot of the shit that Tom King loves to do, which is like introspective dialogue between yes. heroes. You and, know, but what he does very well. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. his best quality as a yeah. writer, probably. And why he's so good for this series, because yeah. that's all it is, is like introspective dialogue. And and that's what we were worried when it became a murder mystery that it yeah. was just gonna be this like wanton fight between Batman and Wonder Woman and stuff, but it has it has 
evolved quite a bit since yeah. and my my concerns have been allayed the art is fucking insane man yeah. it's like look at the creases in like harley's clothing like the attention to detail in this is unreal and it doesn't surprise me that they needed three artists for this and like yeah there are it is very obvious there there are very obvious cuts right yep. Yep. in between so but it but works I didn't mind so it. well and like everyone is contained to scenes right right it does not like they start drawing the same characters completely differently do you how do you feel about um the comedy in this because the, i thought this issue was funny yeah me too in so, a way that like they haven't been let's talk about a let's just do a quick summary first so we can get that out yeah of the way okay then... let's talk about before we do a summary let's talk about kind of what the series is about right? yeah so sanctuary was a place where um heroes and heroes can get therapy and some villains and some get, villains that like want to reform right yep. that uh can get some therapy um and basically deal with the trauma of the shit that they see every single day yeah right? so the comic is interspersed with the main stuff followed by like cutaways almost like uh camera confessionals of the superheroes and the villains talking about like their either their shit. trauma or yeah. their experience at sanctuary right. something very interpersonal like think of the office cutaways you know right where they're just staring right at the camera yep and, and so, just talking to it so issue one opens up with um the revelation that everyone at sanctuary has been murdered except for harley quinn and booster gold who are under suspicion of committing the murders right because they're the only two that survived and yeah but booster one... gold is like a, a he's a lesser known character from who's a time traveler from the future and his superpower is basically having future technology which is hilarious right and each one of them thinks that the other one killed everybody at sanctuary right neither yep. of them really has as far as we know like memory of doing it right um, so yeah, this opens up. Harley's been hanging out with Batgirl. Um, great, by the way. Great. Please give me a Harley and I want that spinoff. Yeah, give me a hundred percent Harley and Babs. Yep, hundred percent fun. Oh, so good. Someone call up Dan DiDio. Yeah. Also, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Even I, though I, I didn't guy. really give a shit about either of those characters, their stuff is great too. I, I would read, read a six-issue miniseries of um, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle playing video games and blue beetles apartment yeah and drinking beer. oh that'd be so good i would read a six i would read six issues of that yep so and uh, the cutaways in this that we talked about are exclusively of wally west yep um who, who died. is dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> who is very dead or is he jared yeah oh man there's some shit going on here so because yeah. he's not dead he's, he's not dead the thing is in the last issue they found his body and it was like five days too old now it's like the right age that it would be when it would have died so they're like okay so does that mean that wally is going to die today yes yeah and it does which it does and oh it's so it's so fucking good you get this huge payoff where like it's babs harley quinn booster gold and blue beetle and they're sitting together and they're like wait a minute that means that wally west is going to die today but it, it hasn't happened yet yeah why why has no one else figured this out and they're like kind of come to this realization that they're like the forgotten superheroes and they're gonna fucking save the world and i was like yes fucking yes like it's so good and also poison ivy is back from the dead yeah wally west resurrects her yeah and says some like really cryptic shit about be uh, about like I'm so sorry that yeah, you have to like, see I what's hurt about you. And then I and this isn't the first time. So that Flash implies, always does some time travel shit. So that this Im- isn't the first time. That implies that Wally West killed her. I I think it's like inadvertently though. I don't think he yeah. physically did. But it, you know, I think he t- he bears responsibility. So at the end, it shows Wally West meet 
present or future or past no so it could like, be any of them right because it's some tr- time travel speed well it's got to be past wally west means present wally west right like or it, no it's some weird okay so i don't know do you know anything about dc rebirth like the whole reason wally west has has all this trauma about his family disappearing yeah, and shit yeah you told me about that last week so like so during DC, D- DC, dc rebirth they pulled wally into this like mainline dimension but his wife and children right they rebooted the dc universe yeah but decided to pull wally west from the, the old, old DC from the universe. old dc universe into this new one and then be like but your family and kids don't exist. They're in the old one. So, so he is the he is the one character in this current DC universe that remembers the new Fifty Two universe. Yeah, and is I mean, obviously deeply fucked up by that. Yeah. Like, imagine being ripped in a new existence and being like, "Hey, you're a symbol of optimism and hope," but you're like, "I don't have my wife and my kids, yeah. and I never all the things that I remember from." Because Wally life. is like, he's basically Spider Man. Like, in terms of personality, he's, like, very quippy, he's very upbeat, yeah, and, like, that's, that's like, his shtick, and now he's in, and in this issue specifically, since all the cutaways were of Wally West, it was very focused on him not going through therapy well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he would go through therapy. No. Right? Like, imagine being told sat down and be like hey oh i mean hey we don't know what's going on but like sure seems like you're the only one left from your universe yeah. you're a sole survivor not not even of like the human race but imagine being like the sole survivor of an entire existence <laughs> like that's fucking yeah. wild dude and he like God, he's not taking it well the cutaways were so well brutal. written in yeah, this so I brutal thought, like... i love the i love the last one where he's just like holy fuck I guess looking forward to week four. <laughs> All of them are basically function the same way. It's he's trying to be upbeat so yep. hard, like it. At, yep. He's saying second week, third week, fourth week, and he's and he's just like trying so hard. It's so fucking sad. And yep. then the last panel is always him just. I don't know. This Silent one's like, with his head in his he's hands. He's like looking away and he's like, we're really fucking getting somewhere. And then like the last one, yeah, his head is in his hands for three panels. And then he's like, can't wait for week four. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man. That was yeah, some Sanctu- heavy shit. Sanctuary is not doing well for Wally West. It probably, the AI wasn't coded to deal with somebody who's been ripped out of their own universe, I guess. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what's wild about this is I know that um, DC Rebirth started with Jeff Johns. The when he yeah. was the C CO yeah CCO chief creative officer oh, okay. at DC, and there was a whole miniseries where they brought Wally West back um, called the Button with um, oh okay yeah I heard the, about that called the Button with um, it was the Flash and Batman and that's where that's what led into Doomsday Clock right oh, okay. Doomsday Clock was the was the was supposed to be kind of this. Um, culmination of dc rebirth but doomsday clock has become this own weird thing Watchmen dc thing, yeah. dc has taken well it was always supposed it to be the watch the button because yeah. the button was the the um the comedian's button oh yes yeah i think you should read so i should read that i think you should yeah i think doomsday you should re- i think you should read the button and but but dc seems to have taken like like so jeff johns was manning the helm on that and yeah. DC, somebody at dc just took that ship and fucking cranked that shit yeah. starboard and was like we gotta get the fuck away from that <laughs> you know like we're not doing we're not doing anything to do with that so i don't know what's going on but it's Weird. very interesting and i i gotta say 
I don't think we'd be exposed to this if we weren't reading, 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 if we weren't reading comics weekly. Yeah. We wouldn't know this. And I think that's like fucking really cool. We're in the know now. We kind of, we're in this like weird, we're like the experts. Wait, I'm an expert. Damn it. <laughs> like in 30 years from now, I'll be like, I, Dan, you know, these fucking kids. I, it, it'll I say swear like, where these kids these days, they're, they're all about political correctness. And I'll be like, I'll be like shitting myself and like fucking, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be 50 years old and shitting myself. and be like, I mean, are these fucking kids in their PC Wiping culture? your ass with the new Back comics. in my day, the most, the most crazy shit was a dude dressed up as an animal fucking on another dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like now everybody's doing all kinds of weird shit <laughs> and i'm gonna talk about how good the button was god damn it okay yeah i didn't know you'd like the button that much. i actually haven't read it okay that's perfect <laughs> i haven't read it but you know and i think maybe that's it maybe none of these maybe people that is the button that is the button it never existed the button was inside of you the whole you're time. in sanctuary right now my Jared. god this beer must have been 10 percent because i just <laughs> i just popped off oh man what would you give Heroes in Crisis, fuck, there was something else I wanted to talk about about it, but that's okay. I, I killed it. <laughs> On a one to five scale. I'd give this a five, man. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I fucking love this series so One, much, they brought dude. my girl Poison Ivy back, dab on them. Yeah. Two, they got some awesome Tom King. You, that's why I said Tom King, you scamp. Remember yeah. when I texted you earlier this yep. week? I'm like, you fucking scamp. Yeah. You brought her back, and she's all planty now. I mean, that's for now. Yeah, no, but you people seem are like distressed about no, it. People are distressed. About really? It. Yes. Oh, people are very distressed about it because it. They're like, oh my god, is she one with the green now? Blah 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 blah. Oh but I'm my like, god. I honestly think it's she's like all muscular. It's all like her skin hasn't grown back. Yeah, yet, it's like know? she's gonna. And also, Poison Ivy's been fucking green before, guys. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, she's been like, I don't know, mostly plant, half plant. What That's my, like her my stick? My favorite, my favorite one that people complained about. Okay, there's two things that people complained about. One that the green that the green was supposed to be muscles, but her boobs are green and oh, and boobs don't and have boobs muscle. and boobs are fat. I was like, oh, okay, it's a fucking plant. Chill out. And two, God uh, damn that, it, I hate that they people. that they only did that so they could draw her naked and overly sexual. Okay, her. that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. That they drew. But that's fine. But like, I mean, it's, there's nothing sexy about that, is there? Uh, it's pretty sexy. Is I it? think. I mean, like, yeah. I guess it's kind of sexy. She's green though. And she's all like green people can't no, be sexy, Jared. I'm saying that she looks like a. She looks like if you took like someone's skin and ripped it off. You know what I mean? Like that's what she looks like. So it's not really sexy. She's got like all these like ligaments and stuff growing all over. Her. That doesn't really like do it for me. I guess, but I mean, it just kind of felt like a. And she's standing in the flower. It gave me a little bit of like that. Uh, what's what's that painting? The body Venus, or the oh. Venus painting, mm. where she's standing on the shell. I was thinking of like body works that. Oh like exhibit yeah, that thing. And, uh, I mean, it does kind of look like that too, because she yeah. does look like she they, a human body that they took its skin off. Mm-hmm. I I just okay. Somebody please. I never thought I'd say this, but Tom King, please write a a Batgirl and Harley Quinn book. Yeah, dude, please. Once you made it, you would probably hate it. I probably would. Probably I'd probably hate it about 50 issues in. Yeah. I'd be like, God, Tom King, he's just Tom King, you never Welcome. should have made this fucking book. God, the art in this is so good. I love Heroes in Crisis. This is, like, so good, man. I feel like yeah. people will be talking about this in yeah, this is several a, decades. This is one that sticks, for sure. It's it's very cool. Five um, out of five for Danny Mac. Five out of five. I, did, I, did I get a five out of five? I don't know. Did I think you? I did. I think I did. I don't think he rated it yet i think i did did you give it a five out of five I in did. your mind i did okay. i did i did okay. i did i did, okay. I, did. Okay. I did okay i think it's time uh, one last book before the break baby. oh shit one last book. we got You're one right. last book and right. i think we think this might be the end of hex wives well i don't know maybe 
It this leaves is, the door open. This is Hex Wives number six, written by Blen, Blen. <laughs> Ben Blacker, with art by Mirka Andolfo, colors by Marissa Louise, and letters by Josh Reed. Man? Yeah, so Hex Wives is one of our favorite. It's very good. Feminist comics out there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another there's another really good feminist comic that comes there out is. this week too yeah man yeah. Is, yeah it's one of our favorite comics out there to be h no qualifier is necessary this book is excellent yep um it's about witches who are imprisoned in a 1950s simulation by their cruel overlords the witch hunters and husbands and husbands <laughs> their cruel overlords their husbands yeah yeah not yeah i like that guy who got lit on fire yeah <laughs> that was pretty good the subtext is there yep and and pretty obvious but in a good way it's a, this is all excellent so what happened in the last few issues the witch hunters had convinced the hex wives that they were living in the 1950s uh-huh. a normal life in a city that's constantly surrounded by fire as you do as you do um then the hex that's wives... got to be california too right uh, they're in a valley be, somewhere yeah. surrounded by fire it yeah, sounds like probably california sounds like california Sounds like California right now. Continue. Uh, they are stuck in a 1950s simulation. Their husbands are witch hunters. Their husbands are, like, trying to keep them away from blood magic as much as they can. But to no avail. The witches uh, find the blood magic. They discover their sisterhood that they had long forgotten. And they set their husbands on fire. <laughs> this is like a nightmare I had last night. Because I am actually entrapping Savannah in this yeah. current reality to stop her from conjuring up blood magic and lighting me on fire uh, that makes a lot of sense and it's working it's working you do so you do resemble the main husband in this a lot no don't say that <laughs> you revive me you revive isadora me. i'm just kidding you don't look what's like the part him. where doesn't she doesn't he say something like i'm sorry I've already orgasmed, and she's like, you didn't even get it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that awkward like, yep, sex scene? Oh, dude. Issue number two. I'll never forget it. It's impossible, dude. You revive you me. You revive me. He's, like, so into it, and then just premature ejaculates. As you do. As you do. That is like me. That's actually <laughs> extremely like me. <laughs> See, I knew it. Um, so, yeah, this is after they've discovered all of their blood magic, and they, after they figured out the whole ruse. This was kind of interesting because, like, they were some of the witch hunters were a little bit sympathetic, not yeah. like totally, but they were clearly some of them were on the witch's side, or even if it's not totally on their side, it was clear that they definitely cared for them in some twisted fashion, in some kind of bizarre way. Yeah, the guy who um, got got lit on fire said that he genuinely cared for her. She wasn't buying it. Uh, yeah. said that he, he's like well you destroyed an entire city which honestly that's not a bad argument if that's true yeah but. and then and then she said that basically that he fetishized her as a black woman and then lit him on fire so. which is accurate and he, yeah. correct uh so he got he, he died um yeah she's a badass i did like the guy in the track suit i kind of I, he was the one that i felt the most bad for he was just like i'm babe i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then they like wipe his mind and make him like basically flip the flip the scenario on them. Yeah. They they brainwash them into thinking that their whole life exists in this weird underground place, and they leave them there. Yeah, forever. and they collapse the house on top of them. Yeah, yeah, pretty brutal. It was great. Yep, and yeah, this is the payoff that we've been waiting for. The most brutal sequence being when the when oh the sweet daughter God, character dude. talks to the cat, and the cat literally jumps inside of the guy who's pretending to be burnt and wiggles its way through his 
body and then bursts out through his neck. Yeah, it, it mouth claws through his yeah, stomach. It's very. This was very gruesome and very bloody. Gruesome. We forgot. I remember? mean, it's blood magic. Yeah, but but yeah, you remember you're right, issue there one? Hasn't been many. Yeah, issue one was like real fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and then like two, yeah. three, four, we're like, oh, okay, like nice and tidy, and then all of a sudden it got real wild again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I. I kind of hate to do this but i also want to talk about it so this and man eaters are by far two most like feminist uh comics out there yep. yeah so and and this one is written by a dude yeah and the other one's written by a woman. chelsea kane yeah, yeah. and yep. i do feel like the i mean they're both great we love both of them probably i don't know close to equally yeah i guess i would say I, i'm just curious if you like noticed anything um like that would indicate that this is like a dude's perspective on the patriarchy versus a woman's. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, and I think that out of the two books, man eaters, which is written by Chelsea Kane is clearly more, that one is more immediately, obviously written by a woman. Yeah, I would agree. This one is definitely like, so there's, I don't want to, this one's a little more, it's very, it's very hard to talk about. It's very hard to talk about this without, I don't want to come off as shitty, you know what I mean? Because like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm belittling Man Eaters because it's one of the favorite books ever. But like, like in Man Eaters, there's in this issue, in the issue that we read this month, her mother appears as a superhero. That's a tampon. Yeah. That's a tampon, like a tampon superheroine. And then there's like a uh, what do they call it? A Rorschach painting of like period blood on the inside yeah. of pads. You know. Yeah. And I, a man wouldn't write that, right? True. And the, I'm not trying to. Because I we love Man Eaters, so I'm not trying to say that it's bad or anything like that. But so that one is. In my, to my mind, very clearly written by a woman, and this one could have been written by either a man or a woman. In my in my mind, at yeah, least. Yeah, I guess I would agree. But honestly, I think Man Eaters, even though you're totally right, in, and that that part is like kind of in your face as it's supposed to be, right? But like this actually seemed a little less subtle to me than Man Eaters in terms of like what it's saying about. I don't know, gender, society, and, like, all that. This seems much more of, like, a smash the patriarchy revenge tale. Sure. On the, it's a, it is, Which very, is extremely good, on the nose. But, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's more one note, I guess, to me. Whereas, like, Maneater seems a bit more subtle in, yeah. like, sure. it's what it's trying to say about sure. things. But, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. I You don't see a lot of dudes writing this type of, like, feminist uh, literature. Yeah. Which I think is, like cool but it also kind of strikes me as a little weird so uh, hey you know what we could be we could be completely wrong and completely being shitty about this and you know if anyone out there has some insight into this that you know could tell us why we're being dumb about this let us know uh i feel like yeah i i agree with you this is there's there is it's not subtle it it is very much a one note kind of like it's it does its trick right yeah which is but it does it really well yeah it's it's good um and i don't necessarily think that like it's kind of like watching john wick you know it's like it's simple and what it does it does excellently i don't necessarily think that a dude can't write this but i definitely think a woman can do it better Better. right because it comes from a place of right a a guy is never gonna quite understand i mean i i suppose like um not all men you know some men could be could experience prejudice in different ways right you could be a gay man and you might have an idea about about this but like the 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 the, the being a woman thing <laughs> the being a woman <laughs> thing is is different and like no i don't think any any man really understands 100% right what there's that, a what that part means. of perspective that like 
right. could maybe be missing. But all right, well, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I find it interesting. I, I agree with you, it, and it is, and it's one of those things that um, I've always thought was kind of, kind of weird and. In, I don't, I don't want to say troubling because like it's not troubling, but like the the notion of like you know a guy writing a writing a piece of feminist literature, it's like is that is it, is it dishonest to do that? Yeah, I or, don't know, and we yeah. don't and we don't know because because we're men, right, right, right. So at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to come to any real conclusion about that. Yeah. But we can say that Hex Wives is pretty fun to read. Yeah, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here if it goes anywhere. Yeah. Because uh, they do kind of allude to at the end of this, there are more witches. That, hundreds of them. Yeah, hundreds of them that the witch hunters can lead them to. Right, and that they could have killed them all, but that they didn't. They kept them alive because they're compassionate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I think they compassionate, just, quote unquote. They wanted to bang them. Yeah, something like that. It yeah. seems kind of shitty. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if we're, I don't know, if you're a lady and you're listening, and we said something stupid, please let us <laughs> write know. us up. Yeah, write us up because we're we're actually we we try to be really like super duper open open minded and like are could listen to anyone who tells us anything about. We realize our opinions are mostly trash. Yeah, like ninety percent trash. Yeah, yeah. So. Let us know, and we'll we'll listen to you, and we might even shut you out. So, cool. It's been hexed wives, and we don't know if it's done. It could be the last page says the beginning, which is kind of like a, a play on comic book stuff. Usually, right. if it's like the end of a thing. It says the it's end like, question mark. Right, but there's no question mark, so I wonder if this is actually done or not. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. Cover by Jenny Friesen. I would honestly lean towards. I think it might be not done. done. Yeah, really. I think but it, I, maybe I'm, a break. I'm leaning. Yeah. I'm definitely leaning towards at least like a two month. Break. And then if it does well, definitely they're going to follow it up. Yeah. Because they left the door open. Speaking of a break, I think it's about time for you and I to get our second beer. Beer number two. Come on back the with day. the, the yeah. indie comics, the bargain bins, and then the shit that we're going to pull next week. Sayonara. So sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. Beer. One. And. We're back. This podcast is brought to you by Harry's Razors. <laughs> Shouting out another company that's going to sue us. Yep. Um, so this is our second brew. Yeah, welcome back from the break. Wow, Dan. Way to ease the listeners back in. Oh, wow. That that helps so much. I'm sure they were... They feel welcome now. They're totally... They weren't welcome before, but they are now. All right, Thank put God. PogChamp in the Twitch chat if you guys feel welcome. I'm seeing him scroll like crazy, so... <laughs> so this is our second brew. From Indeed Brewing Company. You want to read the title of this beer, Jerry? Old Friend Winter <laughs> Warmer Ale. Isn't that adorable? You want to podcast with your old friend, Jerry old Moore? Old friend, Jerry Moore. Oh my gosh. This is the Old Friend Winter Warmer by Indeed Brewing Company. Also out of Minnesota. Raise a glass to a good year past and reconnect with your old friend. A limited release winter warmer brewed with fresh ginger root and honey. Deep ruby red with layers of malt complexity and a zippy aroma. Yep. This fireside companion brings tidings of comfort and joy. I read that. I just want you to know in my mind, I read that as raise a glass to a good year, past and reconnect with your old pal Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so let's open this up. Indeed Brewing Company. I love this place, actually. Every time said, I'm in... You uh, said Minnesota? Yeah, Minneapolis specifically. Minneapolis. Every time I'm in Minneapolis, I always check them out i always check dangerous man out which is uh as we discussed earlier where my growler is from this is quite ruby red they were not lying they they serve really good beer so i'm optimistic about this and the color is really nice again what better way to finish off winter than 
celebrating a nice winter warmer what's weird though is that this says brings tidings of comfort and joy which is very christmasy to me yeah well it's a winter warmer right good tidings of comfort and joy that's a that's a christmas song right yeah but i mean it's it's a winter warmer winter christmas is in winter no i mean unless you're going by the actual date of christ's birth in which case it's probably in like or australian dan christmas is an australian summer oh you insensitive asshole wow this is very christmasy tasting it's super ginger it's very ginger the first thing i tasted was like ginger yeah this is good this is good it's it's very spiced it warms you up which i think is good in a winter warmer you know like most winter warmers you want to be warmed up but since it's uh almost april tomorrow's april fools Mm. i'm a little too warm i like that i like that i like that beer it's like it's it's very heavy on the spice so i wouldn't drink it if you're like if it's like a hot, if, you're, out, if it's like a hot <laughs> summer day and you're like baking in the sun and you just like crack open this yeah. winter warmer, you're like, <laughs> you're like oh god, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was gonna say if you're like not a fan of ginger, but yeah, this says uh, notes, also, yeah, notes, notes of honey, hot. ginger, and orange. I don't really get the orange, yeah, but I sure do get that ginger. The ginger is the the front. It, it tastes right a little on. citrusy to me. It tastes a little orangey. It's like more, I don't know, like kind of mulled wine tasting, you know? It's like kind of that uh, that kind of spice and that citrus. Actually, you know? you know what? It's not the ginger that hits you up front. It's sweet. The honey? Yeah, it's sweet up front, like very caramely, very malty. Yeah. And then that kind of gives way to ginger. I never, I, I still don't get the orange, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it I'm... is very red. It Why is. Why is it so red? I don't know. The grain bill? You dingus? You dungus? You dungus? Dan, what makes... You're, you're our expert brew, brew officer. Well, dear, let me tell you. What makes a beer red? Food coloring. Oh, it's 100% food coloring. 100%. All beer is clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all beer is clear, and everybody just... Dra- there's, there's, one, there's one thing that every brewer buys. It's yeah. called beer coloring. Yeah. And depending on how many drops you drip into your... Um, That's how dark your beer is. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a bad whiskey, you know? They don't actually age in barrels. They just put in food coloring. They shit in it. Yeah. Then and they, that makes it brown. Shit in it, yeah. Yikes, this podcast <laughs> this is, is swiftly derailing. Good thing we got the... Good thing we talked about, like, feminism and stuff before. Good thing we talked beer. about feminism and stuff because we got man-eaters coming up. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Shit. All right, we got to back up. We got to sober up a little Bef- bit for that. Before we talk about man-eaters, though, we're going to talk about uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, number one by Archie Comics. Written by Kelly Thompson with art by Veronica Fish and Andy Fish. The cover on this is so good, man. That's uh, Adam Hughes, baby. Adam Hughes. And God. letters by Jack Morelli. Dan, do you want to take us through? Sure. So the I, art in this was good. Yeah, it was. I have no experience to Sabrina. Did you watch of, the Netflix? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. Um, I'd kind of like to, but it also... I don't know if it would super appeal to me, just because it's like kind of CW-ish, you know? Okay, fuck you. Because CW is great. I mean, I know it's just not for me. All right, it's uh, it's Crystal not... watches that stuff all oh, the time. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Crystal yeah. has great taste, you know. Yeah, and Crystal probably does. would like Avengers: No Road Home. <laughs> probably not. She'd probably love it. She'd be like Nix, great villain. Nix, I identify with her. Yeah, doubtful, angry lady. <laughs> not saying what you're, you're angry, to say, Crystal. Jared? She's not. She's oh not listening. 
She actually does listen to I these. Know. But I'm saying that Crystal, I was a joke. She's yeah, not, sure it was. Right. She's not an angry lady. She's Jared very hates you. You no, heard it here first. Don't listen to your husband to listen to me. <laughs> Crystal, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love you. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have any experience to Sabrina. Uh, I haven't seen the old show or the new one i do remember wait you haven't seen the old show like the melissa joan hart uh not really i've seen like what maybe a episode what yeah fuck i'm shook i do remember the fucking creepy animatronic cat salem yeah he's not creepy he's wonderful oh he's a little creepy Uh, i just like i mean he's not creepy as a character just the robot that they used to play him on the tv show was a little creepy for me disagree i think i think animatronic cats should come back i miss them (laughs) but i will say in this issue i was not able to read it without that hearing his voice hearing his voice and it's better that way because it's iconic does the new Sabrina's cat talk, talk. on no. Netflix? Okay. No, wow. it, it bugs me. It bugs mm, me a lot. That's an oversight. That's an oversight. Yeah, but he does do some awesome shit. But like, he's not as big as a he's as big of a character, which is really unfortunate in my opinion. He isn't as big of a character. Did no, you? he only he only really does anything like twice. I think. Yeah. So and yeah. I might be fucking him up with the cat from Captain Marvel. I'm like, doesn't he eat a bunch of bad guys with like tentacles out of his mouth? That's, I'm like, that's Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel definitely. Fun. Yeah, that was pretty great. So the yeah, this is a number one. Yep. So it's Sabrina in a new high school. New high school, new her. Yeah. And uh, she turns her hair blonde she, from white. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't. See, they make a oh, big deal that. about it. I, I, I it's like a whole that. point of conversation with her and her aunts. Jared, you skip over reading stuff all the time. She so her hair is white, and then she looks in the mirror and turns it blonde because she doesn't want to be made fun of. They have a whole oh. conversation about it, and then her and then her aunts like look at her and like, why is your hair a different color? And then they, ju- and then they're like, oh, even, it's because Dan doesn't read this. Yeah, comic. did you even read this book, bro? <laughs> I read. Uh, yeah, honestly, the first stuff was kind of boring to me, so I I, I skimmed it. Well, that would explain it because it happens at the beginning. Yeah, I know, I know, Jarrett. So she goes to co- she goes to her high school. She goes to comic. She book. goes to comic book land, and she becomes a comic book, and then she goes to a comic book high school. Where she meets, like, the new alpha female who's terrible, and everyone hates her. Yeah, she's like a comic book character. Yeah. Lame, right? Yeah. What are we reading here? <laughs> I mean, it's good. I, I liked this. Uh, I Yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with it. I like the double love interest that they hit you with up front. You've got yeah. Harvey, Dreamboat Harvey, but then you also have Dreamboat, what's his name? Uh, Rex? The bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He literally attacks her at the end of this. Well, he's a Wendigo. You don't know. You don't know if he's like attacking her or if he's the the two of them possessed. become some kind of possessed demon. Yeah. Well, anyway, you the don't know that alpha woman at the school and her brother join together to become like a Wendigo, which is the reveal at the end. of What this is comic. a Wendigo? I was like trying to think of that. I'm like, it's a Yeti. It's like, uh, but I think oh, it's Canadian. Specifically. You're right. Yeah, it's like a big old. He doesn't look like a Wendigo like I've seen. No. That's not my Wendigo. Hashtag not my Wendigo. Because Wendigo is also a character in Marvel Comics. You're right. And he's an antagonist of the Hulk. Yeah, and he's in uh, the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or is that the Sasquatch? Mm. Sasquatch, Wendigo. I think he might be the Sasquatch. I think you're right. But Wendigo is also a Hulk villain. Wow, they really (laughs) scrape in the bottom of the barrel (laughs) on that one. Yeah. Okay, what do we have here? But you're right. His name was Sasquatch. We got Behemoth. We got Sasquatch. We got Large Boy. (laughs) Large What are we going to do? I don't know. Wendigo. (laughs) What's what's the Canadian Sasquatch? (laughs) 
So this is basically Sabrina going through high school, and she uses spells to make her life better. She meets a new nerdy friend, and, and she, she meets she just, some cute boys. Yeah, and she just uses spells to do some, like, clever shit. Like, I, I really like the part where she was in history class, and she used her spells to make the history books actually read history instead, yeah. of, instead of, like, being partisan published, bullshit. They be, being published in 1998 or yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. And she, like, changes them, and the students are like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I liked the fact that they were counting the spells up. I think that's going to be a payoff, right? Yeah. Because at the beginning, she changes her hair, and uh, Salem implies that these things have a... She's like, it, whatever, it's just one right. silly little glamour spell. It's not going to make a big deal. But they're counting the spells up, and he kind of implies right. that these things have a way of running away on you. So yep. we're already seeing that happen. Yep, exactly. She makes a, she she ma- d- casts a spell to make the girl trip. She casts a spell to make um, that boy see like a an letter s, in s, s in apple, apple which means like that's that his soulmate's name, name starts, starts with, with s, s and her name sabrina um yeah there were a few Some others other in ones, here yeah oh uh, yeah the one we talked about with the with the history books yeah the history books so yeah. they're all like they're all meant to be these like they're pretty harmless harmless spells but maybe they're gonna add up and and cause some and trouble do something later. yep and then Wendigo is the two siblings. Yeah, we like the Kelly two Thompson. alpha siblings. We we like Kelly Thompson. She writes West Coast Avengers. We oh, we yeah. like that. we like that book. Um, we do, we do. So yeah, I thought good. this. I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, I. I, I thought that like i don't know it didn't instantly hook me yeah when she's talking about like her cat's butt in her face or something it's like yeah it's like i don't know i you know what dan maybe this book isn't written for us and that's okay oh for sure yeah it's clearly meant at like a pretty young demographic right. i like this. i would guess the cw crowd hey what are you trying to say i'm just saying what that are this, you trying to imply about i'm your trying wife, to crystal? imply that the cw demographics tend to skew young i would guess crystals tends to skew young uh yeah, clearly i'm 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 crystal like, i'm with you the cw shows are great uh supergirl is one of my faves i'm like four years younger than her so she does tend to skew young nice yeah <laughs> i get it got him got him got her uh but yeah i thought this was pretty good i would keep pulling it it's fun oh i was gonna say all right would you keep pulling it and you said yes wow I'm, I would you i wasn't super i was like not 100 percent into it but I mean, I keep. I thought they did a pretty good job with like. I mean, it focused on the high school drama. Yeah, which we dig. And I thought that they did a good job with that. Yeah. Um. This might fill the void in my heart that Vampironica left. Yeah. Yeah. That was that That was was so good. good. That was real good. Yeah, it was really. good. I miss that guy's art. Greg Smallwood doing all the art for that. Oof. 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 Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have Maneaters number seven, written by Chelsea Kane, with art by Kate Nemchik. Oh, I uh, the colors by Rochelle Rosenberg and letters by Joe Caramagna, which Joe brings Caramagna. the Caramagna count up to two this two. week. Ding. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Dan's reading one of the, what do they call it, like back back matter? Where you have all these like fake little like, oh, advertisements yeah. and shit. Yeah. This book is really good at back They have matter. a specific person credited with making the uh, in-comic advertisements, which right. I thought was pretty cool. Which is awesome. And makes sense that it's probably uh, Who was credited for that? Um, look in the... Uh, yeah, look in the credits. <laughs> okay, stall while I do that. Then. I don't remember. So yeah, Man Eaters is a great, a great little book about uh a great little book written by women written by women (laughs) (laughs) quote him dan McHugh. shoving his ass no it's a great big book written by leah maternik is the co-creator slash creative producer covers ads supplemental art back matter stuff so gotcha leah maternik you're a fucking genius because these things are hilarious. yeah they're really good we love them so yeah they're great um but yeah this is a great book it's about a different uh, I don't know how do you say it like parallel universe where g- 
girls turn into werewolves at the age... Were-panthers. Were-panthers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Were-cats at the age of uh Whenever they puberty. menstruate. Yep. yep. So there's a, there's a mutation. So toxoplasmosis, I think is what it's called, is a real disease that anyone who has a cat... And we've got, I've literally have yeah. a, I have a cat in my lap right now nuzzling me. So toxoplasmosis is a parasite that if you own a cat, you probably have. Or if you've been around a cat, you probably have. Uh, and then in this universe, toxoplasmosis has mutated... Only affecting girls, and when they get their periods, they turn into big, gigantic, nasty werebeasts and murder their loved ones. Yep. Um, And it follows a girl who's the daughter of a cop and a scientist. Veterinarian, technically. Technically a veterinarian, but she's like a a scientist who tracks down um, werepanthers and exterminates them, presumably. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess they haven't really gone there yet. Right, they haven't gone there, but you kind of assume, right? Because there's the whole I thing. I is... honestly hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I that's that's kind of the first place I went with it. But uh, so and and she has been kind of rebelling, right? Because she's a teenager. Yes, uh, right around the age that you might get your first period, and has decided that she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to do what society wants her to do, which is to drink which is like to drink the estrogen suppressing right. hormones the, the, that are in the tap water. The shit that's only that only girls drink. That, yeah. That, so she's been drinking the stuff that's for boys. Yeah. And which uh, is estrogen suppressing? Is that has estrogen in it or something? I don't know. No, I think. Uh, or it's estro is estrogen free. Yes, it's estrogen free. So that's it. Of, and everything right. else has estrogen. That's right. In we, it. We've googled. We've googled the birth control thing. Yeah, we've done. We've this. done this before. We've seen the cyclings and yes. promptly forgotten. So they pumped a bunch of estrogen into the drinking water. Everything that that like public public drinking water gr- is full of estrogen, and girls are encouraged to drink it. Yes, to basically keep them pregnancy level estrogen. So that they don't ever menstruate. And also it seems like more feminine in general. Because in this issue specifically, they talk about like people who go off of the estrogen water being like hairier or something like that. Well, yeah. So they go through puberty. But I mean, obviously they have to go pu- through puberty because there's women in this universe. I don't fucking... I don't, I, so, so to me, to me, it under... Like, the, the whole part about her being hairier was, like, kind of, like, implying that she was, like, undergoing, like, a more severe puberty. Right, because she wasn't drinking the estrogen water. Right. I have no idea. I'm assuming... I have fucking no idea that if you're, like... You would still go through puberty. You would still go through puberty. Well, if you're they have birth to go through control, puberty, right? yeah, because the yeah. mom is like a fully grown woman. Yeah, but she was a she was a fully grown woman before the toxoplasmosis thing happened. Oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, but, but like you put, I you I think still it, go I think puberty. it's just supposed to make them like more more feminine and less hairy, something like that. I don't fucking know. Sure, that's what I got from this. Uh, yeah, from this dialogue. So in the previous issue, it was the dad talking to the daughter and her friend, who she was kind of keeping as a fugitive in the house, <laughs> who's wearing a unicorn. Who's wearing mask a unicorn the mask? Time. Yeah, um, for reasons that we don't know. But I, well, she's been missing. For the she's been missing. Episode. It's very possible, but I don't know. She she's not like wear panthery. So no, she's not a wear panther. But like, what then? Why is she wearing the mask? Because she disappeared, and they're starting a revolution. Yeah, of but it's girls. kind of freaking me out. The mask is kind of freaking. But me we out. figure out who the fucking wear panther is. It's the mom. Yeah, I think. I think there's some shit going on in this because uh, it t- this comic took a turn real it quick. It did because it was seen previously as like 
The dad is the empathetic one who's listening to the... And the the mom is the one, the rule follower cop, basically. Right. I kind of thought this thing was going to lean into, like, the dad running away from... Me too. The mom. And the mom being adversarial, but the mom is... And that is clearly not the case. Yeah. Fucking A. The mom has werepanther eyes in the last panel, and uh, she, I don't know, like concusses it's it makes a I, point to say i that. love that like no the scat the scat team members the yeah. so it's scat is like the swat, SWAT team but but for scat. cats yeah and so this is no the scat team members are unconscious and concussed yeah <laughs> which is pretty good yeah uh so the mom basically turns on the scat team to and, save her daughter to save her daughter and ex-husband current husband ex-husband yeah ex-husband and her daughter's friend um and is maybe a panther. so yeah i'm curious it yeah i mean her is... eyes definitely glow and yep. get catty at the end so it's taking some taking some turns yeah this is good it, it subverted like i don't know what i expected from this comic but yeah i, I don't it, either it, it set it up right it set it yep. up as the modding adversarial you got the same kind of yeah vibe from it and then yeah. it, it immediately was like nah mom's actually a badass awesome yep. i'm like great yep. you know yeah it, it makes sense tonally i don't know why i thought it does chelsea kane would choose to make a woman the bad guy the antagonist right and now yeah. it makes it's like she's not she's uh, the the good guy and she's leading this like revolution thing, yeah so and and honestly if anything i think the like the dad was seen in a more negative light in this issue i would say i don't think negative not i mean like not he's really a, but like he's just a he's just a bit I, mean, I feel like in the last issue he was like the sole point of uh i guess like positivity for yeah the kid to yeah. be able to confide in him and stuff yeah and i don't think that he was displayed in a negative light in this at all i think they did a good job of him he he's just maybe yeah. maybe he a seemed bit a little more clueless which he's is a bit fine. dumb but yeah. he's always been dumb right that's right. the whole thing like, that's true and he's been the clu- he's been the clueless dad this entire time about like remember the first one where she talks he's about the clueless yet caring father right he like loves his daughter unconditionally would do anything for her but he yep. just doesn't know about period stuff <laughs> you know like and that's pretty much it and it's yeah, fine that's pretty much it yeah uh yeah i thought this was really cool i loved it five out of five for me what was uh i just i wanted to ask you about this panel quick okay. the mother uh she's got a speak a dialogue panel where she's got like dot 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 and then she says that's a where flower. I, that's where i realized that she was going to be like a panther, basically like she has a dialogue box that's just a picture of like an orchid or something it's like a georgia o'keefe um orchid blooming and it's vaginal right like that's the whole thing about like a georgia o'keefe so it's like to okay me, to me that panel was like lady power okay and i don't know if i was supposed to read more into it you know maybe that's yeah. a pretty shallow way to look at it but it's like a blooming yeah it looked like a george o'keefe painting which is okay like, there she her work is very vaginal yeah and so i was like okay it's a vagina and she's just like woman power okay and then the next time you see her she's a gigantic bloody tampon with a sword so yep. i was like okay i think i was probably right yeah that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah, right in that assessment cool yeah i thought that was great uh it's really heating up yeah I like it's it. cool i dig it um i will also give it a five yeah we talked about last time um this is the chelsea kane is the woman who was bullied off of the mockingbird um oh yeah the mockingbird marvel series that. by uh internet trolls so so this is the natural response to that yeah and it's it's awesome we really like it it's, it's really, a giant fuck you to, to boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is deserved I yeah think. it's not really even a gigantic fuck i I'm, I'm being a little bit flippant even with that because it's not a fuck you to boys it's not at all like no I, but it is opinion. definitely a fuck you to 
the trolls, I would say. Sure, yeah, sure. It's, it's like, well, you didn't like all the feminist shit that I was putting in this book. Well, how about I make a book that's just about that? <laughs> how about we include a half-page dedicated to Rorschach paintings of period blood? And I'll make a <laughs> bunch of fake ads yeah. about all the attention yeah. paid to boys instead of girls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. And uh, honestly, Mockingbird, I read it phenomenal it's a it's a shame that marvel canceled it i thought it was like one of their like kind of i don't want to say cowardly i don't have any idea like what sales contributed to mockingbird being canceled to the the sales to and what kind of like universe was it in was it like marvel proper okay so so like i don't know the sales to internet outrage ratio (laughs) on like why marvel canceled it but it's 2019 they gotta have an algorithm but all i know is that like the 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 people that were like yeah, it's like Macking Beard Feminist Agenda in my comics. Like, felt very vindicated when yeah. Marvel canceled it. And I was like, I don't think that's why they canceled it. Yeah. I hope Hopefully. not, at least. Hope Hopefully. not. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. So that's that. How about alienating our uh, user base, our alt right user, uh, alt right <laughs> listeners? Sorry, alt right listeners. Have so many. We'll talk about uh, old white men. In the next issue, which is Black Hammer Age of Doom. Oh, yeah, there are some good old white Some guys good old this. white men in yeah. this. Uh, uh, Black Hammer Age of Doom, number nine, written by Chef Lemire, with art by Dean Ornston, colors by Dave Stewart, and Todd Klein on letters. And I know it's Chef Lemire. It's not Chef Lemire, but I like saying Chef, okay? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, did I talk about the last one, or did you? Uh, I did. I can talk about this one because this is kind of my this is my book. Anyway. Yeah, it is your baby. So this is uh, Black Hammer, which is sort of Jeff Lemire's take on like uh, your. I don't. I always fuck this up. If it was bronze, silver, or golden age. Oh yeah, the very old, like fifties. It's like nineteen fifties comic book characters. You've got a mar- a, a, a shape shifting Martian, right? Whose name is like Mark Marks or something. Totally, it's opposite though. Totally, it's opposite, but it's 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 that universe in a, in a in a modern day being retold through jeff lemire's okay vision right you've got the literal martian manhunter yeah who's even his naming structure is the exact same as jean john it's like mark marks or something yeah. like that um you've got the shazam character who you haven't we haven't seen yet black hammer um a talking robot and then is the shazam character the museum curator person? no um so the security shazam guy? character is this little girl who she her her real body ages up but she always when she says the magic word she transforms into the body of a little girl oh and that's surprised you haven't seen her yet okay um she's in she's in this she's this little smoking lady right there oh okay so that's her um and so, so the the first like seven issues of this took place on a farm where they had their memories of being superheroes, but were trapped on this farm. And some of them were like, "Hey, you know what? What? Maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's for the worse." Um, they disagreed. They fought. There's some really good interpersonal drama, and you got some like insight into their characters and who they used to be. Apparently, some shit went down. Um, we must. I'm, I must have missed a couple issues because the this has been almost rebooted in. They're old city, but none of them have any memories of who they were, and one of them is dead. So that's what's going and on. And the one that's dead is Black Hammer, right? Two of them are dead. So Black Black Hammer's always been dead. <laughs> that's so confusing. It's not that confusing. Colonel Weird Colonel Weird is dead, who was supposed to be alive, but Black Hammer has always been dead. Is that Colonel Weird? Yes. And that's the museum curator guy. Yes. Okay, got it. And that's the um, the lady who had them on the farm. Were they always old? Like at the start of Black Hammer? Yeah. Okay. 
God, Jeff Lemire, man. He loves his old men. He loves his old men. And old women, honestly. So so you said... So the main character in this is Black Hammer's daughter. Yep. And you said she's, like, in her 20s? I'd say so, yeah. She looks like she's in her 40s for sure. Like, I think I think Jeff... And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that Jeff Lemire loves old people. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah. So he's like, he's like, I want... So, so he's like... Here's a 20-year-old, but I want you to draw her But I want her you like to draw her like she's 40. Dude, are you... Like, no 40-year-old looks like that. Well, that's when she's except super maybe powered. Like, except maybe, like, Kate Beckinsale. That's when she's super powered, though. Like, uh, in all the other frames, she's got, like, wrinkles and, like, stuff, which is fine. It's, it's, uh, but it, I'm just saying that, like, I did not I just expect think that's her the, to be I that I think that's young. the art style. I think she looks young compared to the other characters. Compared to the other old-ass characters. I, I think she's probably in her, like, 20s or 30s or something like that. All right, all right. Because she's, she's, so, they all fought side by side with each other, right? Yeah. And she's the daughter of Black Hammer, so, like, time-wise, she's got to be, like, half their age, maybe? Right? So, like, maybe 30 at most. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Don't be damn. I'm just saying, it's, like, weird. What's weird about it? I'm just saying, it, it, it's the because art, she right? doesn't look like the age that she's supposed to be. I don't know. What, what, like... How about these punks? These teenage punks that beat up Abe, huh? They don't. They, they don't. They look. They look old too. I guess they look older than like. No, they look pretty young. No, they don't. You're just you're just saying that to be contrarian. You don't even see their <laughs> face. They're like hooded. I'm just saying Jeff Lemire loves old people and he yeah, wants he to make everyone old. Hey, fuck you, old man. You used to be a boxer and then they kicked the shit out of him. I was yeah. like, oh, God. That was sad. <laughs> that, that was, was real, so sad. That was real sad. Uh, I used to be a boxer. Yeah. And then they just beat, spit in his eye and then kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, I was really hoping that he kicked the shit out of him and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. It wasn't... Uh, it was rough. I want to bring it up again, but... Batman Beyond... Yeah, what about it? There was a great scene with Bruce Wayne, old man Bruce Wayne, where he was an old man, and some punks did that to them, to him, and he just kicked the shit out of them with his cane, and it was great. That's pretty cool, dude. I know. Maybe Jeff Lemire should write, uh, should write Batman Beyond, because then Bruce Wayne would have died. Yeah, he'd gotten his ass kicked, and he'd been like, he like, oh, you ruptured, died, Master Bruce, you've ruptured your pancreas. (laughs) I'm afraid that it's it's all over for you this time, old chap. It's terminal, old chap. terminal <laughs> i never i never thought that i would outlive you bruce <laughs> i hoped i wouldn't but here we are i've failed you thomas and martha that is exactly what would happen um, absolutely so that's it for the books this week wait uh what would you rate it four four fours across the board for us wait we bruce. did we also didn't talk about the robot killing almost killing oh, <laughs> Talkie walkie. Talkie walkie almost commits suicide by cutting the he red takes, cord. He takes the red cord out of his neck and is about to cut it. This he's is my one, last record. He's trying to convince Black Hammer's daughter that yep. she's a superhero and she works at a shitty diner, so she's convinced she's not a superhero. And But then she finds the hammer and becomes Black Hammer. Yeah, but then she finds the hammer and he he tells her to find the hammer. Mm-hmm. And but he doesn't believe she's gonna do it because she's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. And he's like, "This will, I'm all alone in the universe. No one remembers me or will remember me. This is my last recording. Has a fucking wire cutter up <laughs> on, to the wire. On the red wire. And then she knocks on his window and is basically just like, you drama queen. 
You know, she literally says that. She's, yeah, she, she calls, calls him, him a, a drama queen, queen for like committing suicide, <laughs> for committing robot suicide. Yep. Oh, that was that was great. I we like that. That was pretty. I, cool. I like all this, honestly. It's like, yeah, it's... I knew you would. I knew you would. I was like, read Black Hammer. Yeah, and then I tried to get you to read like the Quantum Age and Cthulhu and all that stuff, and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get Dude, it. Dude, I liked Cthulhu I know you liked it, but you didn't. You didn't I didn't get it. And then remember the time I tried to explain Black Hammer to you and you're like, okay, dude, whatever. Well, yeah, it doesn't. I remember. It burns. It burned into my re- into my brain. But to be fair, it doesn't make sense. And it, it's an entire superhero universe based around after the main superhero in the super universe died. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I'm yeah. just saying it's confusing. But did he die or does he live on through his daughter? No, he's fucking dead. No! She's her own person, Jarrett. Yeah, but like the legacy <laughs> lives on. It's just it's just confusing to me. You're confusing. Okay. That's it for the regular books this Got week. Em. Yeah, you you miss me dab. I didn't yeah. even dab. <laughs> but if I did, you wouldn't know. You'd be none the wiser. Uh that's it for the regular books this week. Next up though, we got some we got, we don't really have a treat for you. No real treat no, this we week. No, we got we got a, We got okay, some treat. stuff to talk about. You thought we were done talking about women's stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, we this got... is just like a triple. Yep. We're, uh, we're going to get into... <laughs> oh, no promises that we're going to handle this tactfully because... We're going to get in the world of 90s patriarchy, people. Woof. I mean, Buckle hey, up. at least we can come at it from like the, the top and we can look down from our ivory tower. Uh, from and be our like, ivory tower, like, huh, yeah. We may, be, we may have some we shitty thoughts. We may be thought. savages. Yeah, but we, we may have some shitty savage. thoughts, but at least we're not that guy, right? I mean, that's, yeah. Honestly, that is exactly how I feel. However, we're first, first. going to... Actually, let's swap these up, because I want to go from, like, like least consequential to most. So I'm going to swap this up a little bit, and we're going to start with the last fall. Number three, um, there's not really much to talk about. I pulled this because of the absolutely grotesque cover, uh, just to set the and scene boy, for you. And boy, did it live up to its It's like a Space image. Marine Samus-y outfit, right? And they're yep. pull- and they're pulling the helmet off, and it's just like blood everywhere and this awful, and like a, bruised I don't know if face. it's a baby or like a no, it's man. That, it's a baby. It's a man baby. Is it the main guy or is yeah. it his son? It's the main guy. Are you sure it's not his son, though? Dude, I'm pretty sure it's the main guy because like, I'm pretty sure his son died. Yeah, this but is... did his son die or become a RoboCop? No, he's the, the RoboCop. He's the RoboCop because he almost dies in this issue. So this is them pulling the helmet off of the main guy oh, okay. who this whole issue revolves around. This was... What the fuck? Okay, so we're looking at three ninety nine, which means this book wow. came, Which means this book came out in like 2010 plus. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you want to talk about it while I try to figure this out? <sighs> 2014 figured it out holy shit thank christ that was five years ago i don't know if i can even i don't even know what to say about this it's it's like robocop except the robocops are the church right like they call themselves popes and priests imagine if robocop was written from like the point of view that like american corporations are actually the good guys yeah and also just like someone who's very atheist and very outspoken about it i felt like there wasn't an ounce of um like satire in this no it was completely completely 100 percent just humorless earnest and awful the man's wife and his child are dead and he has a pick and you gotta live with him in his subconscious he has a picnic at the fucking funeral and like 
but <laughs> but frame. But goddamn, does this shit have some memeable panels? Yeah, so. it really does. Like we have probably four or five contenders for for thumbnail for on this thumbnail. One. I mean, week. honestly, like even that could even that could win. But every I, facial expression is a new revelation. It's, it's either that one that really sums up my feelings. <laughs> that one is so good. Him turning away crying is like is like how I feel every time you bring up like 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 lady stuff on this podcast. And yeah. I just want to like turn away from it and yeah. like pout because I don't feel like I'm equipped to talk about it. Which we're not. Um, and then <laughs> maybe this dark faced one. I don't even know. He's like in the shadow and be like, "Yeah, son, everyone dies eventually. Yeah, you can only hope that when you die, you die like your grandfather." Yeah, and it's like he's like smiling when he says it, and I think it's, it's supposed to be a tender moment. But the that's artist, the, that's but the, the illustration is so creepy that you don't know if that was written in like a sarcastic kind yeah. of satire way. Like we like, wouldn't know. Yeah, like huh? You know, like. Like propaganda, he like yeah. you can only hope, son, that you'll die as your grandfather did. Yeah, on the front lines for rich people, you know what I mean. But it's not like that at all. It's like earnest. It's like I, weird. I didn't understand it this at book all. Is wild. The tone was so off. I think because the art was so weird. But and yeah. also, IDW too. He looks like a six-year-old boy in most panels in this. <sighs> The it's, art was not good. Oh man, it's so funny. It, though. This is like the art that I. Th- <laughs> this was what I would have thought from like a mid two thousands book. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand when I saw when I saw the three ninety nine tag, I was shocked. Like I, it looks like a two ninety nine book, and like I know that sounds dumb to say out loud, but like when you when you break apart like comic book prices, you can really see the era that they were published in and like so when i say this looks like a 299 book i mean like this looks like a book that was published between like 2000 2000 and 2006 where they were doing some really dumb shit with art and like trying to make everything like real indie are all books 399 now yeah most books are 399 okay man that was wild i i love those thumbnails yeah there's some good ones we're gonna have to pick one and then stick with it uh next up we have the last fall number three this was actually pretty cool this was a two ninety nine book, so that means it was probably like 2000, 2000 to two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I'd say it's an image. Oh, what's image? So it might be different, but man, the art in this was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was bonkers. It didn't make any sense. I but think half it's fine. of the book. So here was my interpretation. I think half. Yeah, the... yeah. Okay, let's do this. Let's talk about what we think happened in this book. Okay, okay. You go. So I think what happened is that the main character was on a mushroom trip. For the first half of the novel. Mm-hmm. And let's see, something significant happened. This book I... came out in 2015, by the way. So this book is a y- one year older than the one that we just read. And so it I is think so much better. So I think this guy's on mushrooms and he yep. sees his son murder him with a uh, with a pistol. Shoots him in the back of the head because he, he left. Okay, I'm going to let you explain. And it's it, it goes back and forth to it. Like it happens continuously. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. He shoots him with the pistol, and then he's still alive, and his son shoots him with the pistol, and then, like, I don't know, towards, like, the midway point, it says, the pistol disappears from the kid's hand, and he says, oh, I guess it wasn't my gun to begin with, and then they both disappear into, like, a world of mushrooms and spores, and the guy starts, like, puking, it no, looks you're like. you're summarizing. You're supposed to tell me what you thought happened in the book. Uh, so, I think... Th- that what happened was the guy was tripping on mushrooms. You think, he was on, you think he was on drugs? And then let me see what happens at the end of this. I think he just like kind of he just fucking runs wakes away. up and wanders off. <laughs> he runs away from his problems. At the end so of it book. shows him coming back to town, 
with a bloody sleeve, and yep. he looks inside of a house and sees a happy family. And presumably he goes in, right? presumably his own. He goes inside. He puts on some clean clothes, and he drives away, and into the forest. So I think he was on mushrooms for the first half of the book. Saw some fucked up shit with his kid. Then he comes out of it, changes clothes, and drives away, dejected from his own family. Okay, that's not what I got. What for, for a second, I did think that it was on. He was on drugs. Okay, I did think that. Because he says something about, is this the fungus talking? Yeah. But then he visits the literal fungus creatures that are like, hey, we harvest the human stock and let them believe whatever they want and we can create a multiverse of whatever they want to create. And then he ends up in this new world. So this is my interpretation. And this is number 18. So we're we're 18 issues deep. One of us is haven't w- read ignition. One of us is way wrong on this, but I think that he was abducted by some kind of fungus alien, okay. and they, and then while he was abducted, he got he envisioned this weird trip, and I think he was the kid pulling the trigger on the gun. Okay, I think he was the kid standing behind behind his own father, dealing with his own dad's shit about like why'd you leave mom? Why'd you leave mom behind? And then, and then after that he ended up like on the other side where he could like somehow talk to these weird alien fungus creatures. Okay. And then they generated this new world for him to live in. He rejected it and uh, drove off. Okay. And did his own thing. Wasn't the kid like a different, the kid didn't look like him. Wasn't it a different like race? Yeah, he was kid black. Or something? The kid okay. was black. The kid was black or like, or, or mixed race or something like that. But like, the thing is, is like, it doesn't fucking matter because the, the, the weird fungus things do whatever the hell they want. Mm. You're, you're, See, he transforms, the kid transforms into him, and then he shoves his hand into his mouth. Maybe he makes himself throw up? Yeah, you're right. I don't fucking know. That's a, this, this thing was wild, but there is some awesome art in yeah, here. Yeah, he throws up like a, a black... He reaches down... No, he doesn't even throw up. He reaches down his throat and picks out a black pit spider and just pour, like pulls it out of his mouth, and it turns into a giant spider... That has Which, a conversation about like human herd and stuff like that. But then it's him standing with his kid with the kid again. So I don't know. It's is it his kid or is he the kid? I I don't know. But then he's, he walks away and he's, he's no longer nu- the he's kid. Nude, so he's nude here. But then there's the the him and the kid and yep. he's in clothes. So that's not him. Well, it's not him, dude. I'm, I'm this fight. This thing is wild. Here's the here's a naked man again. He's got black hair. The the dude in the cutaway is like blonde hair. But there, it's him again. It's not the kid. There, I don't. I don't know. They're probably the same person. Fucking, it doesn't matter. I don't think. It, I think we are 18 episodes into this shit, and yeah, he just yeah, he piece he pieces out. There's some fucking. Gorgeous I mean, I would art piece out. Yeah, it there's is some, really good. It's a double page it's spread for of an like indie novel. A double page spread of some like galloping horses. It's yeah. incredible. Really pretty. Jordi Belair colors this. Oh yeah. Jordi Belair is fucking awesome in colors, man. Yeah. So this doesn't surprise me at all. I love getting these like weird books from like from like five six years ago because we yeah, this see was a fun one we see creative teams that we recognize right doing some earlier shit and i'm like i see why you're still doing work and yeah like, you can see it it's it's really cool yep yeah i agree that was fun yeah, i was, i liked it, was it. Like and one of my favorite bargain bins i've ever read actually. well it was perfect it, because it had minimal dialogue exactly <laughs> i think that's why i like we could just pour through it in like five minutes but that is not like our last bargain bit of the week that's right we have to every week we have to take a dive into ultra into the ultraverse into the ultraverse we have our 
Let's huh? explain the Ultraverse just a little bit, just okay. to recap. Yeah, take a stab at it, my bad. Uh, so there is my a... Bad. My boy. <laughs> my bad? My bad. Take a stab at it, my bad. <laughs> there is I'm already a... apologizing for the things that I'm about to say about this book. My oh bad. Oh, God. There is a... Uh, there was a, a opponent, an adversary to Marvel Comics and DC Universe in the 90s called the Ultraverse. Malibu Comics. Malibu Comics was the publisher. They created the Ultraverse. Their superheroes are called Ultras. They were made for 1990s man children as far as i can tell who enjoyed listening to edgy music and pretending they were edgy and all and we're maybe sexually life. confused let's not shy away we're from the fact definitely sexually confused definitely let's not shy away from the fact that their flagship hero prime is a little boy stuck in a large boy's body and yeah mantra which is what we're about to it's talk Shazam, about sam but way more sexual and weird yeah he's like a naked little boy yeah and then Mon- goo. mantra is a man in a woman's body who is constantly being threatened with being impregnated so i yeah. there's some there's some like weird shit going on here we need to unpack don't you understand the subtext, Jarrett? The first three letters in mantra <laughs> is, is man. man. I'm just gonna say uh, we're sorry. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to do this. Let's unpack this. This is mantra number eight by Malibu Comics. Uh, Ultraverse Bar Statima Kallenberg. I don't know. Dan, do you want to? Who knows? Okay. So do you want to so, take a stab at this? As we said, <sighs> mantra Shit. is a it, it, in the words of the comic. It's a man stuck in a volu- voluptuous woman's body. Is that what it says? That's what it says. Oh my god! I guarantee it. I miss that completely. And the villain, his entire his entire reason detra is to capture her and impregnate her. Right? Uh, that's yeah, that's about but right. But the fucking weird thing is, the villains know that it's a man in her body. Yeah, they're constantly taunting her about it. And also, I feel like oh they don't god. really understand or explore. Uh, like the main character's sexuality. It's like because so the main man turns into a woman. Yep, and is instantly attracted to men. No, no, right? I don't. I don't think so. No, I think he's he's a heterosexual man in a woman's body, and he's still attracted to females and repulsed by men. But, but he makes out with them. No, that's a that's a fake per. That's a fake mantra. Remember? Oh God. She turns into a bunch of tentacles and attacks that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's fucking. It's weird. There was yeah. That that was that that line of dialogue that I met where he's like, I. It's a woman's prerogative. It's a woman's yeah. prerogative to change your mind, and I finally understand that I have the mind of a woman. So I've changed my mind. Uh, I'm like, oh. And it was and it was but it was a it was a, it was a villain that was attacking the guy. So now. that's why it's okay. <laughs> but there's some weird shit where the like one of the bad guys westles wrestles the man to the ground and is like i need to show you you forget oh yeah your this place. is it i found it it's it's you've forgotten your new body's place lucas lucas let me show let you me and he like you. let me is like straddling her it's like, <laughs> like uh, it's a lot of uncomfortableness this is a rapey comic it's a very honestly i feel that way about every ultraverse comic that we read yeah we need to read more 90s comics to figure out if like it's just the ultraverse that was like i mean because yeah. this is super rapey yeah or if it's all comics Oof. Oof. i mean i could see it both ways oh god but like okay to, I, i'm not gonna give it credit but like she does headbutt the guy or he i don't even know what the fuck do i say i don't know 
<laughs> we the nineties didn't know enough about gender pronouns to really explore that topic, I would guess. Yeah, but anyway, Mantra headbutts the guy who is like, Let me put you in your place. So I mean can it's it's not never like never thought this is a quote in this. Never thought I'd be glad to have a woman's name. So that was a quote in this novel. That's that's <laughs> that's what you can that's the kind of quality that you can expect from the ultraverse in my experience they just i don't know what it is about like weird body swap yeah shit that's going on in this dudes but okay full context um the guy who wrote prime who was a little boy trapped inside of a grown man's body yeah did get arrested in 2015 for having a lot of child porn yep so so that's a it all kind of makes it all kind of makes some sense i don't know do you want to talk about the dear diane's in this one yeah (laughs) so i i kind of do because one thing yeah i mean first diane is a person that we're not 100 percent sure actually ever existed or if they just like paid like 20 dollars for her likeness to basically be (laughs) the fake editor for malibu comics uh Whatever the case. Whatever the case. What, people you, write to her. People write to Diane. <laughs> and she's always our favorite part of like pulling these Ultraverse uh, comics. So what? Wh- which one do we want to talk about? Uh, so, I, I mean, the most... Dude, you want to take? Yeah, let me, let me grab it quick. Because they talk about how like happy they are that there's like... What did they say? A woman heroine and like a Marvel never would have published Marvel this comic, and you're like, yeah, probably. It's like, yeah, it's probably because <laughs> it's probably. trash. And yeah, they say it's <laughs> it's a good forum for the exploration of sexism in our culture, as well as the differences really? between the sexes. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so this was like supposed to be like a progressive, so this was pretty progressive. This back was in a the progressive day. comic in the '90s, which is really shocking to me. Yeah, it's shocking now, but I guess that they okay. I but guess that the fact that they have a superheroine at all, and then also that they talk that about they it. talk about gender, yeah, in the comic at all. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's like tough to like look at from like a modern perspective. Yeah. But like what I was saying earlier is like she does headbutt the guy who's is threatening yeah. to put her in her place as yeah. a woman. So it's like it's still now. Right. If you look at it now, it's not. There's nothing progressive about that. But I right. guess like 1994 was like. 30 years ago yeah almost yeah. like fuck me who are we to judge jared it's tough and I, yeah it was... is really it is really funny but it wasn't a man saying that yeah talk, yeah okay so it's like unsurprising that a man is like it's really interesting to have a comic talk about gender stuff no actually it, it was a man writing that i'm pretty sure yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I, yeah 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 that's what i meant yeah so it's yeah it's something yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I got we got to know if Diane actually exists. Diane, if you're listening to this, yeah, Diane's got like Please a God. like an RSS feed that anytime like an like an ultraverse is mentioned, it like forwards to her email. Oh my God, I would her, love that. Her like GeoCities email or something like that. <laughs> she just logs into it and is like she can still be modern. <laughs> she doesn't no, have no, to no. slum no, it with GeoCities. What I'm saying is that Diane has an old GeoCities email account from back when this thing was like. Starting to that, like forwards, start, starting to crop up that forwards to her yeah. every time Ultraverse is flagged, and she just happens to log in like like oh I want to check my old GeoCities and like <laughs> she's like oh my god people talked about this comic <laughs> last week you know oh, and, man. and and Diane if you're listening I would love to talk to Diane I would love to talk to Diane Diane please call us be the one and only like interview <laughs> segment N- of Nintendo our podcast. Nintendo paid money to put an advertisement in this book yeah fuck. 
Ultraverse was like it seems like it was pretty mainline back in the day. Yeah, I think it like might it was, have been. I think it might have been bigger mainstream. than we give it credit for. I mean the art and stuff. I mean it's not good, but like by '90s standards. Yeah, and we do know, we do know that Marvel ended up buying them. Right. So they right. must have been worried enough about it. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some weird. There were actual some, like, technological things that they acquired. Coloring, some coloring yeah. software, and then actually there were some real life Marvel Ultraverse crossover events that did happen. So. Yeah. So it had to be reasonably large at one point. Yeah, we gotta we gotta find those. I, I should I should really talk to Sean and get him to. I wonder if there were any Ultraverse like movies or TV shows that Ooh, ever happened. Did I tell you? I I talked to Sean last week about yeah. about our um, monthly podcast. Did I tell you this? No. In the last issue, no. I talked. I told him about our monthly podcast, and he got jazzed. He was really? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So we're reading these like um, kind of iconic runs and, mm-hmm. and groups of characters and i was like hey I, and anytime i can pick your brain about some shit that like maybe yeah. people haven't read or heard of and he's gonna like he's digging Do a up deep dive he's digging up graphic novels and he's he's like he's like they haven't printed these things since the 80s and i'll let you borrow them nice. so he's gonna let us borrow some shit that like is really hard to find so i'm really fucking excited yeah that'd be fun he was jazzed up when i talked about uh, when i talked about it he was like he's like i've got some shit for you he's like I got, I'm, I'm, I'm ready i want you guys to read it so he was he was pretty he's pretty excited oh that's fun yeah I Sean wonder is, what kind of shit like if it's not printed anymore he said he asked something that uh written by frank miller that was published in 1983 that they haven't printed since then so i was like do i need to handle this thing with like gl- yeah, like gloves some or something like that yeah so I I don't know I'm, that I'm, sounds interesting. I'm pretty fucking excited. He has the original. Um, oh fuck, I can't remember the name of it. He said that we could take a look at it if we wanted to, but it's a it's a comic book that was published originally in black and white. Um, about Jack the Ripper, I think. About Jack the Ripper that was originally published in black and white, and they recently released it um, colored. But you can't find the original black and white version, oh. but he has it. And he <laughs> and he's going to let us read it if we want to. Cool. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's Or maybe cool. that was Alan Moore. Anyway, he's got some, like, yeah. early Alan Moore shit, Frank yeah. Miller shit that you can't get anymore. Nice. So I was like... That'd be fun. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah. If you, he's, like, he's like, do you want to, like, dabble in some, like, really weird, like, alternative non-superhero indie 80s shit? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, I do. So that's Sean. Uh, he's the owner of... Um, Graham Crackers Graham Crackers Comics. They're the ones who let us have the bargain bins for free every week. And so big shout out to him. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us. And I guess thank me for supporting you for my comics from you every <laughs> single week. But uh, that's it for this week. Coming up next week, uh, we've got a, a, a little bit of a lighter week. Yeah, it's a little bit of a lighter but week. But we do like to share with you guys uh, what we're going to be pulling next week and talking about next week. Um, and yeah, I guess what we're most excited for. First, I'm going to go through the entire list, and then we'll talk about what we're excited about. Cool. Okay? Works? Okay. Uh, next week, we've got Avengers No Road Home number eight. Marvel team-up number one, and it's a team-up between Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Kamal Khan. Yes. Fuck yeah. Which is great. we got Spider-Gun and Ghost Spider number seven, Immortal Hulk number 16, War of the Realms number one. Uh, out of DC, we have Green Lantern, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern, number six, Young Justice, number four, uh, and then for indie publishers, we have Die, number five, and you know what? We're going to take a stab at uh, Mark Russell's, because we love the Wonder Twins, Yeah, Red Sonja, number three. So damn, How many... opposite could you possibly get with franchise between Red Sonja and yeah. Wonder Twins? Yep. That's uh, phenomenal. Red Sonja is like a scantily clad bikini... like, it's like chain... Conan the Barbarian universe. Chainmail bikini lady... 
who like fucks people up i guess yep, i don't know we'll apparently. see and apparently mark russell's writing it so yeah. we gotta check it out why not uh what are you most excited about all this probably immortal hulk right yeah correct yeah that fucking Mar- hulk that, in the moon that cover I forgot. it's like a it's like the hipster t-shirts three wolf moon except it's the immortal hulk inside like he's the face in the moon i just want that he's the um, man in the moon i just want the thumbnail of last week's episode on the moon that hulk the hulk from last week oh yeah 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 Yeah, that'd be great um what else am i young justice right for yeah young justice no you're correct you have read me correctly once again dude i fucking know you dude young justice number four last issue we saw a nice slightly aged Superboy still (laughs) rocking that leather jacket yeah but he's he's got a family the 80s never left and all the rest of the heroes are in a sewer so and then or on gem world and or both out. or both yeah. yeah they're they're in a sewer on gem world yeah yeah yep. so yeah those are that's what i'm excited for what about you jerry uh honestly since i'm buying these books i'm excited for every one of them uh war of the realms kind of i, I yeah. mean i'm excited for the ones that you brought up but also like so who's writing that again uh jason aaron the guy who, who is the thor. guy who writes thor yeah. and the last few thor issues have been great and this has all been building like yeah ever since the we started pulling thor it's yeah. been building to this war of the realms thing so i'm like okay let's at this point i'm like let's get it over i'm not excited for the like million war of the realms tie-in yeah. books to come out I, mean, I think we're just like i mean, like just the complexity God. like i feel like the last few issues have been great because they've been lower scale they've been like yep. family drama yep. you know it's you, like okay let's come let's compare shit. let's compare our like our current f- favorite I, I call it event that's the thing about marvel is they fucking just ki- like ruin events it's just event after event after right, event after right event. now we've got the spider-man event we've got this the weird age yeah. of x-man thing just yep. a little bit ago we had yep. infinity wars and yep. infinity warps and all the yeah. fucking shit that came okay but i'm excited for war of the realms i actually am yeah cool yeah, i am so we'll see uh hopefully they don't jason fuck aaron's up. been good I'm optimistic, but, like, I don't know. Whenever you start introducing something with, like, the level of complexity that leads to... It's been building multiple, for months. God, I hope it, it doesn't suck. Like, multiple series, yeah. it's, like, that that just already almost loses me a little bit. And but, you know what? I'm also excited for Yvonne Goes No Road Home. Uh, Spider, Spider-Win Goes <laughs> Spider week, Numbers. Baby. I, I can't stop. Week, I like baby. it. I'm sorry. It's comic books with an exclamation point at the end of it. It's dumb. It's big. It's fun. And, like... I don't know. You get to see some heroes that you don't get to see. You get to see Scarlet Witch, and you get to you get see, to see her your Conan and the you Barbarian. You get to see the best new villain to be introduced Nyx. in comic book history. Oh, the past baby! Three decades, Nyx. <laughs> uh, and then I'm also excited all for right. Die Number Five and Red Sony Number Three. Cool. I'm excited for everything. I'm everything, just excited all the time, except for Green Lantern Number Six. Fuck Grant and and Young Justice. What's it like to be a cynical ass, Dan? Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. You just get to shit on everything. Well. Thank you so much for uh, riding this one out with us. Uh, I've been Jarrett Moore. I am continuously, unfortunately, Daniel McHugh. And we have been Craft Comics. This has been episode number seven. Thanks again. We're signing off. Have a great day. Have a great day. Yeah, he loves that part. I love that part. Just kidding. That was episode eight. So it's been been real. Uh, I have been Jarrett Moore. I am, again, Daniel McHugh. And that was episode eight, and we're signing up. Episode eight, have just a, like we knew. Have a fucking great day. We can count because have a we're great day. sober as shit. Goodbye. Have a great day. Great day. <laughs>